What's up, world? It's your boy Wes. And it's your boy Mosby. Coming at you with that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Where we keeping you locked in on the scores, but on the inside, it's a whole lot more. Because what's said inside the locker room stays inside the locker room. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, sir. We back at yes, it. Sir. My boy. Yes, sir. My boy. My boy. My mics. boy. We got the, mics now. We got mics lot. now. A whole lot of, whole lot of, whole lot of. You feel me? <laughs> Alright, so uh thank y'all again, man, for tuning back in. It's another episode, Beasley. Man, hey, by the way, so uh Rondon is actually gonna be here. Um He's not going to be on the show, unfortunately, but uh, transparent moment here in the podcast, because obviously we, we can, uh, y'all y'all are our people, man. Keep it real. Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we going to keep it a stack. Um, so we we had a really, really powerful, powerful episode that was recorded with Drum, my boy. Gems, just some real heartfelt moments. Yeah. Um, obviously, some very funny moments on there. <laughs> um, and what we we pride ourselves on trying to be like genuine and authentic. And we still obviously getting really like acquainted with the podcast. But we 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 encountered a snafu, man, or whatever you want to call it. And I ain't gonna lie, it, it, it was really thanks to you, to be honest, because I I was I was real disappointed, bro. I was real disappointed, man. Um, cause I was like, we put a lot of time and work into one, trying to get our schedules around podcasting mm-hmm. and then also trying to like, you know, put out great content and try to be consistent. Um, and with stuff like that, episode, yeah, it was a good episode. episode it it hit you a little bit. It did. Like it that. did. Yeah, for sure. So I, this is, this is why we, we have the podcast cause accountabilities, we, we post that all the time, man, with our workout videos and whatever. And. Uh, my boy Wes, he came through, man. He still kept us on schedule, at least as far as like doing, try to do the workout some videos, little something, something, doing a little something. something. But I mean, how did you feel during that time, man? Was it? Uh, nah, <laughs> that was tough. I was, I was shocked at first because <laughs> you had texted me. And I was like, man, what? Like, and oh, and it, I didn't like same thing you had said. Um, I didn't see anything. Didn't like signal like something was off. Um, at the end, we even like you know I used to do a little double checking the mics at the end. Yeah. Like, okay, everything was rolling. Yeah. Everything was rolling. The, the mics was green. I'm like, oh, okay. You told me that. I'm like, what? Really? And you know you start processing over the things of the conversations that we had had and all that. And it, it, it trust me, the more you think about it, more you're like, man, it, it make it weigh on you more and more. You like, come on, man. Nah, not that. Not that episode, cause we. I mean, I mean, when you in your groove, in your groove, you know, groove. When you are in your groove, you feeling good. That man, we felt that was the second episode. We're like, oh, we we starting to put it like we put yes. it together now. And yes, bro. Like anything else in life, you know, you just get a little hiccup or whatever, and you know, you you just as they say, pivot. But you do adjust as you gotta go. You gotta adjust on the fly. You gotta re readjust and refix your mind to be like, hey, you know what? It is what it is. Take the L on the chin. It sucked. But we always gonna have better days as it is. And like we like you kind of said too, as we was uh, discussing it before, I think it's still gonna grab that same magic, but even better because on That's top like of the things that we learned from that we learned from Ron. Hey, just readjust and you just pick little parts from there. So, yep. but I definitely was caught off guard. I was sitting there, even I was talking to my uh, fiance. I was like, "Dang, like we just we." I feel like that was it, and, and it, it threw me off a little bit. But 
You always gotta keep the optimistic mindset as you kind of go into it a little bit. Yes, but I tell you, I heard you on the phone, and I was like, I remember you. I told Dev, I was like, he, he feeling it, and I felt, I felt terrible. I felt terrible at the time. So, you, one one good thing that I will say came out of it, outside of like I said, home, big homie was came through for real because I was like, I I almost checked out completely. I'm just like, <laughs> bro. Like we put in all that work, we was back yeah. to back, really good episodes, and we yeah. will obviously have Ron back on. Uh, he was said he was going to be cool enough to come and do another episode with us. So shout out to, shout to out Big Ron, Bro for that. Shout out Ron. But uh, one thing I will say, and all the all failure has its purposes, is that we actually learned some nuances about how to go about podcasting even better. Um, which is always a good thing. That's I, all. I, I, so yeah, we just I, winging it. I mean, we're not winging it, but yeah, I understand we, we, we doing what we can. We doing what we can. We working with what you got. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, you are gonna have outside circumstances, outside yeah. noise, and everything like that. Yeah, but you just gotta adjust to your situation Indeed. for what it is. Indeed, and, you know. We appreciate y'all for rocking with us for, for, for show. what it is. For sure. Trust us. I mean, as, as things sure. start to make more change and more light, man, we're going to try to you know invest a little bit more. We were just talking about that prior to it. Like, yep. we're hoping forward thinking wise, like, we can invest a decent amount into it. And, you know, we have the whole spiel in this no, thing. That's, that's the plan. Grind going. That's the plan. But you got to grind. You do got to grind. Got to grind for this thing, man. So. So yeah, but uh, that, that's we, we obviously had to start off with that. Obviously, yeah. when y'all come in the locker room, you know it's all transparency with the boys out here, man. So, uh, but in better news, big homie, you had the dirty thirty come there now. Hey, what? I'm there now. Hey, I'm there Happy birthday! That's it for me. They say I'm cooked now. Whoa, I, ain't believing, man. I ain't believing it. How's 30s. it feel? How's it feel, my boy? It's, it's good, man. Okay. You know, 30s, the new 20s, as they say. You Big know, facts. That's how I feel. I'm feeling good, living good. Okay. You know, no, nah, it, it is Blessings. crazy, though. Oh, you are. Yes. Heard. I mean, blessed to see it. You, you did. Blessed you to did. see 30. You know you what did. I'm saying? It, it's just. On that, I will say it from a, I guess a serious standpoint, it always is a little crazy when you think about it. like, man, now I'm sitting here at 30 years old, but just wouldn't even imagine where my life or even the things that I experienced over the last 10, 12 years from 18 on For down. Because sure. I guess 18 is where you really make your For sure. your transition yep. into adulthood and life as a young adult. And I just, from the mistakes I made, from the things that I have done on the good side, I'm just looking at like, man. Here I'm at 30, not reflecting. I, mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit more excited because I, I don't know. I just felt like this whole, not rejuvenation, but just this this joyous thing of being like, oh, somebody get my 30s. Like, this feels yeah. like, this feel like, I don't know, this feel yeah. like something different coming in this phase where like, oh, okay, I can feel like I'm, I'm going to attack my 30s in a different way. And I feel like, and I hope everybody think like that. You know, you can't keep thinking that you, you're old when you get to this phase, or you know, you this and I'm like, yeah, I know, man. It's certain things, and it's true. You can't do it when I was 25, 24. Yeah, like it's true, but yep. it's also in the day you're still young. Yes. You're still young, and you yes. just get into a bigger phase into it. So I'm, I'm excited for my 30s. Yes, sir, like, oh, man. I can't wait to see you get to your. Hey, 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 hey! Don't don't hey, look too that, far ahead, yeah, no, brother. You got to. Don't look too far ahead. Brother. Excited, to celebrate for the people that you love. Your life, man. The big so facts, I, I, man. I'm excited for big facts. Hey, hey! Speaking of celebrating, my boy. <laughs> I know. We, yo. So I, I'm not gonna spoil the surprise. I mean, I need you to. What, what what did we do? I mean, we did some. 
Yeah, I mean, we we went out. Yeah, I mean, we what, what happened? We, where we, we go? We, tell tell the people. We did dabble a little bit down to Nashville. We took a little trip to Nashville because yeah, everybody was harping on me, seeing like where I wanted to go, and I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. One birthdays for my birthday ain't never a big deal for me. I like celebrate celebrate people other's birthday. Like, I'm gonna take that with a bang for what it is. But Likewise. I was like, man, listen, Likewise. you know, everybody trying. Ask me what they want to do. They want to be around. I'm like, you know what, man? I got to figure out something. So we found out Nashville. And yeah. That's good driving yes. distance. Of course, my boy MC, our big homie, is down there in Nashville now, moving from New York down to Nashville. So I was like, man, nah, this is this is perfect. Like, this yeah. Should, this should play out well for everybody. So we can be around. Brought my big cuz Vince and his lady down. Brought Shout our ladies v, down. Man. Shout yep. out Big V, Big Cuz, we Big Bruh. And ball. And uh, man, nah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. It was... Um, the last time I've been there was with y'all for Jazz's B Day in twenty eighteen, something like that. Was it that long ago? Yeah, no, it was before COVID. Definitely was. Definitely. Are you serious? Long. COVID do that to you. COVID COVID times have made it feel like that though. It's crazy. 2018? 2018, 2019 was it was one of those. Oh I know I got a pick of us. I know I got a pick of us. I know I definitely got a pick, but it was 2018. Wow. I pre COVID. I remember it was, but damn. Yeah, 2018, 2019. It was one of those years. One of those years. But that was our last time being down there. And for me, man, I was like, man, Nashville was cool. But it was just a little bit, you know. Talk. A little honky <laughs> But, you know, which I don't honky mind. Talk. I ain't going to mind it a little bit, but a little too much our yeah. first time. But this time, yeah. I guess it was a little different. Maybe because I we actually put in the time to, like, find yeah. different areas, especially for us as yep. black people and everything. And so we was able to find that. And, but the exactly. city still, man, as a whole, is is I didn't realize how big it had gotten. Oh, that's like, a big, it's, it's, that's it's a, a big, big city. city. Man. That's a big city. Um, honestly, and you know, uh, my my fiance can attest to it too. If she ever was to speak on it, uh, it was actually a, a very comforting place. Like it wasn't, no, yeah. You know, you didn't feel like you were like, yeah, the traffic was what it was. It's a bigger city. Like you don't get that traffic. But even in the city, you ain't feel like you know you was that hustling bustle. You still felt like. It's a good time down here. To yeah, agree. To the, yep. to the degree, it's a good time down here. But yeah, I mean, we hit that. We went down there. First night was actually cool. Broadway definitely was was. I don't remember being yeah, that no, Broadway. Yeah, that that was cowboy hats, <laughs> cowgirl boots, big boots, everything. I like big old I boots. Remember it being like that. You um, did. Food was on point everywhere we ate. Yep. Shout out Roasted in uh oh man, I can't remember that city. Later. It was a Salem Town or something like that. We were oh, but Roasted, yes. the, yeah, the brunch yes. spot we went to. Yep. It was man, it was it was a vibe. Delectable it was a, chef's kitchen. It was a vibe. The music was on point. Shout out to the that mimosa tire. That was that Yo! Was, that was cool. And we got that. a picture of that. We we yeah. we can put that on the yeah. on the gram or something. That. I, that's all I ain't do, man. I ain't get no pics or nothing. Like I'll just you wasn't supposed to. I just in the moment. You wasn't like, supposed to, bro. This, this it was, was a lot going on. It, that was, day. it was. It was a lot going on. You wasn't supposed it to was. get it. It was. Really? Friday was a vibe for a little bit. Uh, we ate at that. What's it? Layer cake. We yes. got those wings at. Yeah, he he was. Hey, finger looking good. Hey, I ain't tripping on you, bro. Them chicken wings was good. Oh, we go. Hey, we know. <laughs> we know. I don't know what I, that barbecue sauce was, was, but it was it was delicious. The way I saw your hands, I, I, had, <laughs> I was jealous across the table. I was like, "Dang, I should have got the hey, wings." I got, I got barbecue sauce on the hey, windows. Hey, oh, hey, Ricking them. Oh my freaky, god, bro! Freaky. 
It was that good was, though. I, I ain't fooling with nah, you. No, it bro. was no, no, it did look it did look good. Everybody from my heard the food was on point. Drink food was delicious. on yes. point. I forgot I, I forgot what I had. Maybe I had a little too much. Maybe I was floating what? a little no, bit. No, real we're talking what did we have at I don't I really can't no, remember. You, Mine no, you was blue though. It was so it was a uh, Pedialit. There we go. Oh it was Pedialit. There Pedialit. You know guys, don't 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 do certain things. <laughs> Hey, no, but no. It, it didn't it look, look good, though. It was good. It, no, it, it tastes like blue Kool Aid. It tastes like yeah, Kool Aid. It, it looked like Gatorade. Everybody drinks that I've seen that look like everybody drinks was on point. The place was cool. The rooftop was cool. It just wasn't playing like cool, good enough yeah, music. But the yeah. rooftop was on point. I'm mad we didn't get to go downstairs down to the um to the lounge that I had heard about. I saw it on TikTok, but I guess it's like a lounge downstairs. In that same spot? In that same spot downstairs. Oh, yeah. And it was like black and red. kind of like dimly lit. I said, damn, I'm mad we didn't. Kind of like a speakeasy a little bit. That's down oh. there. So I was like, damn, I'm mad we didn't get to go. It was closed off down there. It was closed what? off. Why? Did I don't we, know. I, when uh, we walked past, it had the rope on it. And we walked past it. And I was like, dang, it is closed. Oh. And uh, so I was, I was kind of sorry about that. But Saturday was cool. Was Moonshine. Tasting with yo, me. I I feel bad because it's way different in Gatlinburg from a from a setup and to the tasting because the taste in Gatlinburg is a little bit better. Like it tastes everything that you taste in Gatlinburg from Moonshine, you're like, oh, okay, this is good. Maybe I can have it. You're gonna probably have one or two in Gatlinburg. We like it sit right about there on me, right about there, <laughs> bro. But I try to tell y'all, man, that that first one, it so, was what was it? Blue flame, blue flame. Yeah, see, never I'll, take that. I'll, bro. I'll that was know, gasoline I'll in the bottle. White lightning, and white lightning is like a step down from that one. So I was kind of like, is that like a Everclear type. <laughs> white lightning is literally kind of like blue flame, but it's like I said, it's a step down. I think blue flame, bro. Think that lady, was gasoline, bro. I think the lady said it was like one forty proof or one seventy proof. It was gasoline. See, white lightning only like one ten. So it's still strong, but it's a smooth strong, Bruh. Mind you, I'm oh like my God, in a I haze of everything that's going on. Cause I ain't never seen a bar like that. I'm like, there's, there's a lot going on in here. Then the game was going on, so I'm trying to hear all the that action. Part, you right. So I didn't hear her actually break down what we was taking. I just knew based on doing moonshine tasting. So if you've never done moonshine tasting, they gonna always start you off with the strongest one, so you can get. Yeah, please say that again for people that, that never that, that's done. That's what it is. Because I did not know that crap, bro. Now, now, mind me off guard. While we was tasting, these shots is not big, y'all. They not. It big. didn't it's need communion. to be. It's communion shots, so I don't want to get nobody scared. It is a good time, but it was just, you know, the first one, throw you off a little bit. But Bruh. I didn't know what she said, <laughs> so Dev turned around and give it to me. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, it's like I'm on a gallon bird, so I just huh, throw it right back. My, I'm glad nobody see me. I'm in the back, like, head down. Gagging. Trying to breathe. Yeah, almost, Gagging, I, 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 you I, feel I, me? I almost, I almost threw mine up. Bruh, it was nasty. Up. I'm sure you did. I felt it. I don't know about you, but I felt mine all day. I probably, did. Probably until we got home. Probably until we got back home to just sit down for a little bit. All right, when we got Zaxby's. The Zaxby's took it out of me. The Zaxby's kind of like, all right. I felt it here the whole time. I said, Bruh. We, we, I, this, this is going to be a long day. This is going to be a long day. And you, did you have the beer with it as well? Nah, I was just taking sips of That's what made it worse, bro. I, see, that was different. Like I said, that was different. what made it worse, bro. That, that's that's different. I ain't never, I don't know if she broke down why that was. It was supposed to act as like a, like, so you said that the blue flame was supposed to like set your palate. Yeah. Which made right, sense. Right, just but apparently up. the beer was supposed to like reset your palate per shot. Oh. 
So it was like a yeah, it was like a plus plus is liquor though, like or alcohol. Yeah. So it was like See, getting you more there, and I was like, bro, that was a lot, bro. Nashville threw me through a loop with Bruh, that. Bro, that was a lot. I I wasn't expecting that one. Like I said, in Gatlinburg, it's very simple. You start off with your white lightning, and then they go through, and they actually got cool flavors like sweet tea and lemonade. And, that and um, when I went, when me and Dev went for our proposal, we yeah. went and had they had banana pudding, Reese's like peanut butter. Cup. I thought they had banana pudding here. Did they? I think so. I think I think, I think after it was on the show. It was one. I think it might have been the fruit. One of the oranges, yeah. I was starting to feel it. I said, if I eat, if I do something else, I don't know what else. I might start walking around here. <laughs> it was yeah, strong, though, bro. And, and the fruit it was wasn't even strong. good. It the wasn't. It wasn't even good. It wasn't. I felt the pineapple bad. one was actually was probably the worst one. one. Yeah, actually, it was terrible. Yeah, the pineapple one was I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, to me, I felt bad, y'all, because that wasn't the experience that we had experienced at Gallon no, no. But I, but I know it was different for y'all. It, for what it's yeah. worth, it wasn't bad. Let me. Let, let, I, I, it, was, it was rough. Well, that's because you had something to, to base it up. I just so when we were doing it though, because like when she was offering all these like you know all these selections and stuff, I was just trying to make sure I got the full experience. So yeah. like I didn't realize like now thinking back on it, probably didn't need to have that beer. Like I know how she yeah, was explaining like said, that's it, but still, that's still crazy. I'm like, yeah, I, you didn't need to be. I, I just I you didn't know. need. That. I would love to research it up a little bit to say like, hey, beer is definitely gonna help over overtake that yeah. taste of why you take a moonshine. Yeah. Hell, like hell though. Like I like I've had moonshine. Like I don't know if you ever had like apple pie. Yeah. Or anything I like that. I had that yeah. too, I think. Yeah, yeah. We've had that before. And yeah. it's I mean it's it's like a sweet crisp yeah. flavor. Like it tastes almost like apple, apple pie. pie. Like I said, when yeah. I was in Gatlinburg, when we had the lemonade one and the sweet tea, it was it tastes like sweet tea. I was like yeah. oh this is yep. that's different. That's kinda impressive. Like, I, I like that. But that right there, most of the stuff, I was like we just here getting toe up. That's all. We're, <laughs> we're just here getting toe up. But that's all. Hey. Was but after the moonshine and everything, we went back. What, what did we do after moonshine tasting? Did we go back to the crib after that? Uh, no, no, no. Are we you talking about events? So we went, yeah, yeah. yeah, went yeah to, we went to, went to a, a spot called Vibes after that, which was cool. I could imagine if it was a little bit more turned in there. It probably go up. We yeah. we probably should have went back yeah. to be honest with you, but I mean, still, even just think you about don't it. know what you don't know to a degree. But you should have turned that mug out though, since it was just us. That's what I was hoping they was going to happen. But they happy. wasn't playing like no turn on your butt. Maybe they would have played. They would have played it that, for that us. Yeah. They would have played it for us. us. That's the good point. But she I was think, asking us like, did we want anything else? The, that is true. But I, but I think the I think the hookah because that hookah was hit. That thing was strong. That hookah was hit. Had my eye lazy for the rest of the day. <laughs> that thing was rough. The, the hashish had it. That was rough. The hashish had it. It was, it was good, though. It, it wasn't no, 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 as no, bad no. as the, the other spot was. Which that spot had the potential. But I was it did. Sorry. I was sorry. We went at wrong times again. It was just wrong time. We, we wrong definitely going to have to go back there at the right time. But vibes was cool. And then, of course, the dinner was a good spot. The Rutgers yeah. was a nice place. I, yeah. I was... I mean, based on me, you see it on TikTok. You're like, oh, okay, I can yep. see how that go. But everything in there that was cool. The ambiance was on point. Yeah, food was good from from my end. I like I like my food. I, I wanted the rotisserie chicken, but apparently they ran out of that thing on the end of the week. So I'm like, dang, because Dad was gonna get the chicken. Yeah, I heard that I was like, chicken. Got the chicken. So I had to get, I had to transition to something else. And then you know we end up at Willie B's. Hey, that's where it got. <laughs> 
I love Willie B's. That's hey, right. that's <laughs> where it got real. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, that's where it I got real. Whoever is from Nashville, if you get a chance to listen to this, hey, keep that place in business. Because <laughs> that is, is, is it. Hey, I ain't been to a place like that in so long. Yo, wow, they was in it there was refreshing, time. actually. Oh, I loved it. Hey, it was I refreshing, actually. That's Good church. Where, oh, I love the church. That's how hey, you describe it. I ain't been to nothing like that probably since Skiggy days. I was yeah. like, man, I mean, a lot of sexy red was getting played. I said, man, crazy. Hey, yeah, a lot of some stuff crazy. I didn't even know about. Crazy. Which that's why, you know, I do support the South for that. They put you on certain stuff that you, I just didn't even know about. Some crazy was, work. Shout out, and shout out to the table of young ladies that was turned. They was having a blast. They were, right behind us. Yeah, though. they was having right a behind ball. Us. Right they behind was the Drinks was on point. Those shots was a little, a little strong. I, I didn't end up getting a drink. Oh, Shorty was tripping, bro. <laughs> she was. She was, bro. I, I just wanted a hookah to get the day started, bro. She couldn't even give me a hookah, bro. Yeah, you didn't get your hookah. I was like, that, that other than that, the ambiance was still good. But I was like, come on, man. The service did little... It did have his. It did have his little run. I forgot you did order that hookah. Yeah, I'm like, bro. I just okay. she tried to get me to drink before the hookah. I'm like, bro. I'm trying to tell you, I want the hookah before yeah, I get to yeah. drinking. Like, yeah, I, you still gonna get your money? Did she try to charge you at the end? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah come yeah, on, bro. Yeah. Get out of that here. was the only stipulation on it. But it was so, cool. Millie B still was like DJ was on point. And there was a singing contest. Thank you. I was just about to say that. Hey, I was just about to say I was like, please talk about old boy, bro. He, I said, American Idol. What's crazy is, all you might know, he was about to turn it up a little bit. He was. He messed up on that. He's about to play for Nito. Oh. I don't know how nobody hear it. I don't know how nobody else heard it. Because, I forgot what song was playing, but it was some down south song. And we like, bob and bob and whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear the... You know, you know the typical Finito be done. I'm like, I know he ain't about to play it. So I tapped Dev like, oh, he about to turn it up. I ain't gonna lie. I told Dev, I said, I'm probably about to stand up and get up on the because uh, you can sit up on the uh, on, on the, the ridge. Yeah. I said, I'm about to sit up on the ridge and get turned because there was this group behind me with these two dudes. I said, yeah, they they having a ball. I'm about to go ahead and get turned with them. And then he switched over to Usher, and I said, Great, it was a good, great, great song. Everybody want to vibe. Everybody want to sing the Usher a little bit. Yeah, why not? But then when oh boy grabbed the mic, yeah, I said I, is that, that was, his boy. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, that he, one, he did his thing, but I was like, uh, no, no, he no, he did. He he did his. The problem was it was like wrong he should have just he should have just left it at the one song he did. Like he tried to get back on the mic and then he messed up the lyrics and yeah. I'm like, all right, bro, we we did not come here. We for didn't you, come bro. here to hear you. We sing, did not come bro. here. For you. No disrespect, brother. Really? No disrespect, but brother, we. I hope he got his deal call. though. Whoever he was trying to show nah, up. Nah, he should. I hope he no got his deal. deal. I ain't want no deal. I want to hear. I'm trying to hear that ratchet. Nah, he was he was about to turn. But after that though, that was the only thing that kind of did throw me off. I'm like, these boys having a singing contest. They absolutely were. I, I, I absolutely. I didn't know were. it was the shot talking to me or what. I'm like, eh, nah, it, it is. They but absolutely were. That is what happened. Uh, the other spot next to it, it would have been cool. I definitely did like it. Minerva is what it was called. We went the next big to M. It. Yeah, spot. yeah, but yeah. the big M spot outside the outdoor spot looked very cool. Just I before. thought we were gonna stay there. To be honest, with you. <sighs> I it was the size of the table that kind of threw us. It couldn't off. fit all of us. <laughs> bro, I don't know. Did you get a chance to see it? I saw a little bit of it. You know, Man, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vince was trying to like find a way to like 
what we could do because over at Willie B's, they were trying to get us to go to the VIP room, but they wanted us to get a bottle for like 300 which I was like, nah, not bad split between eight people, okay. but like one bottle. Is, do we really okay. want to do that? Yeah. But then we get over to Minerva. Yep. He say the same thing. Yep. So me and Vince talk to him like, all right, well, if that's what we're going to do, we got to get a nice little bigger spot. He take us over to the small I heard ball. Vince say it, and I got weak. He was small like, man, ball. is this a jail table? Yeah. And I said, damn, I looked down like, yeah. Small ball. Bro, we would have been condensed. It wouldn't even have made no yeah. sense. So It was funny because it looked bigger, bigger than what it actually was because in Dag on Beard. Yeah. It was like, come on, bro. Don't do us like that. Yeah, and then he don't say us. the same he thing. He to play like, yeah, I can get y'all right here, but you're going to get your bottle. And he said the same thing, 250, 300. I'm like, come on, bro. We're going to be over here toddlers, brother. Like, no, nah, don't do not do that. Sitting on each other. So, I, I had mentioned it to them. I said, what about outside? Because the outside was cool. Yeah. I like that. It had the, uh, the tiki torches and everything like that. And he was, I can't do nothing for you, young fella. And I said, all right, old school. Okay. It's I'm been out. real. We'll, we'll go back over it. So, then we get over there. And they was hustling to get us those two tables. Like, we didn't have right. to, like, get no bottle. Right. Shout out to like them that. for that. Shout we out to them to for that. Bottle, so, that, you know, shout out to the waitress. She was hustling for that. So, yep. And then, you know. Had our good little night, got back in the morning, did our thing. We went to Five Daughter Bakery. Great bakery, by the way. That that, yeah. that, that was on point there. In the cereal bar, whatever that cereal bar was. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I should have went over there. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I love a good cereal shake. bar. That, you that, did. That, I wanted to get a milkshake from there because ever since we did the one in Vegas, I was like, yeah. There needs to be more. We probably should do the it one actually one here. Here, here in Cincinnati. We need Rose to go one time. Line. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. It's out on that side. I haven't we heard need to go. about it, but we need I to go. want to go out there. And, and they know, serve more than just cereal, apparently. It's like brunch. Ooh. and yeah, it's Really? Jazz? You know what it's called? called? I don't. Jazz got the, she got the little um, flyer card or whatever. We got to go. That's another weekend trip. That ain't got to be no week. We go tomorrow yeah, if they open. True. This is true. We can go tomorrow. Then what? We hit brunch that morning too. Yeah. Uh, Hopsmith Tavern. Whatever that tavern was. By the way, I had a ticket. <laughs> Same. I got a ticket. Same. Bro. That's crazy, bro. I I hate that though, cause there was no, there was no way to like. One, the thing wasn't working. No, and it wasn't working. Through, I was like, "Are we good?" And then um, I remember when you was getting ready to leave. He's like, "Yeah, bro. You think you hit over the iron?" I said, "No, nah, I think we cool for real." It was it was shit. Yeah, it was that free. Iron. I got out to the car. I looked over. I said, "What's that envelope on the windshield?" Oh, cause well. We got a ticket. Okay. We got a ticket. Okay. We got a ticket. Hey, 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 hey. It was like 50 bucks. Okay. Was 50 bucks. Okay. I, thought, I ain't gonna lie. When I put it, I said, man, this thing like $100 something dollars. I'm just gonna have to have a warrant and then. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, yeah, I ain't getting that right now. That happened. I'm not getting that right now. It's like, you got a lot of birthdays yeah. coming up. No, nah, yeah, yeah, I was out like, dang. But all in all, though, it was a good trip, man. Good trip. Good trip, good trip with all man. our people and stuff like yes, that. Yes, sir. Yes, crew. sir. And I can't wait for the next one. You feel me? Hey. Next one. Once again, man. Proud of you, big dog, man. man I appreciate y'all. Dirty, dirty. Many more, obviously. Lord blessings oh, yeah, on your absolutely. life, brother. Absolutely. We had a we had a great time, man. We yeah. had a great time. And while we were actually there, um, I mean, we didn't get to go to any of the games. I know we were watching some of them um, while we were there. We it was, was fiending over our fantasy teams at the time, bro, at the table. I was, bro, I was getting heated. Yeah, everybody Because getting heated. Hey, mad, mad heated. Everybody but just. Just going through it. But I think, honestly, I, I, 
for what it's worth, there were some decent games yeah. that came about. Oh, yeah. And you're right. And I was like, listen, I know for my Steelers, actually, we, we had uh, a bye um, coming off of the week five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I I wasn't really happy the way we kind of came out of our week five victory. I know it was a victory, but nonetheless, I know your boys played as well, right? Yeah, bro, um, it was just been a long struggle. Right, right. and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get yeah, into we, that. We do got to slay them. We'll get into we that. But before we get into that, what was like one of the games that really caught your eye? This is... This is what we like to call, we'll, we'll probably do this a little bit more, our Beauty and the Beast segment. Um, and this is going to be the way we talk about well, what are some of the, the games that really caught our attention and obviously what were some of the ugly games that were just really bad so duds. We'll, 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 hit the, we'll hit the beauties. We'll hit the beauties first. We'll give our small little recap. Yeah, we'll, we'll give our small little recap. I know my team is in the ugly, so whatever. What game did you we'll, like, we'll brother? First, we'll first chat on the, the Browns night. You like that game, huh? We have to we have to chat on that. Okay. To, okay. We Talk have, to me. We have to chat on that game. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that bet it, I know y'all took the Niners. I know a lot of people did. A lot of crazy upsets this weekend, but we'll get into all the other games. But that game was man, that game was uh man, it, it was a good it was a battle. Yeah. yeah it was a battle. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can say the weather played a part in Cleveland and everything like that. But it was a good battle on both ends, and shout out the Browns, man, for you know. That was one of your calls, you know. They they down all pro QB, um, all all pro right tackle, all pro guard. Uh, I mean, they they their line was hurting. They and they right there in battle with them. Yeah, and um, I listen, and I, I don't want to get too far ahead because. You know, I know we got another segment with shout out that somebody impressed me, but that Browns defense, crazy work. And listen, I know people probably was like, ah, oh, the Bengals come out flat. And I was like, no, the Bengals, oh yeah, the Bengals do come out flat, but that, <laughs> that I don't know. That defense is historically is doing good right now. It's doing something for me. And then, you know, next week, yeah, the Steelers got them, but that's because, you know, there was the offense really flowing as it was. The Nick Chubb incident happened, all that. But that defense is playing. And Crazy. then, boom, what do we see now? That defense came out there. Yes, did Brock Purdy miss a couple of whole shots? Did Brock Purdy I'm going to talk about that. I know, I know what you, you guys yeah, speak you, on you a little bit. And we'll, and we'll, you know and we'll talk, talk, we'll talk, talk about, about Brock a little bit yeah, on that you one. You know I'm going to have to talk about I definitely it. wanted to just put a little but you're right, on that yo. Cleveland Brown right. defense. Like they, they were making a little bind. Yes, to work. he lost Debo Samuel. He lost Chris McCaffrey. But... They were making it hard on Chris McCaffrey when he was in. Like he, yeah, they were not. They were I was about to say they they leave that they part out though. They they, were, he wasn't just toting it like it was for usual. Yes, did Brock miss some shots? Yes, he did. Absolutely. That secondary. I mean, granted, Ayuk was getting open a little bit, but they also was locking it down. I yes, mean, sir. That, that I can yes, go sir. across the border. Who yes, it is? Sir. I mean, Newsom, Ward. I mean, JOK at linebacker. Them boys are are vicious, but they deep line. Z Smith and Miles Garrett, man, I, they might be I better than advertising. I don't know man. how they, I don't know how they did that, how they got Smith over there, but God, that's a that's an acquisition and and the, and, and the crazy acquisition. Mm. And I should, I didn't know they had got him, but it's Jim Swartz. That's that's yeah. a that's a great pickup by him. He is a mastermind. Who's he, been historically good against Kyle Shanahan, by the way. That's what I'm saying. But Jim Swartz is. 
I mean, the year the Eagles won that won the Super Bowl, that's what, why their defense was so good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great pickup by them, man. So I'm I'm impressed. On the Niners side, only um, thing I can really say is you know Ayuk was still Ayuk to a degree, but like I said, I guess the biggest thing is we're gonna talk about is is Brock Purdy it was, you know, a lot of people have labeled him as a top ten QB. He has played pretty well. He has played well. He's played well this year. He has played well. Um, I mean, like anything, you base it off stats and stuff like that. Yeah, Brock Purdy has is playing like a top ten quarterback this year. I mean, you sure you got you got to go with the stats for the year for the year. So nobody gets that confused. Where I had Brock Purdy at on things, I had him fringe top ten. He can be that eleven twelve guy in my eyes. Like okay, he can be that eleven twelve, but you know. You see the Dallas game, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he can probably sneak into that nine and eight off yeah. the year, off the yeah. year. Um, yeah. For me, I can't, I can't go at hard at Brock Purdy just yet. Like, yeah, he lost Samuel, he lost McCaffrey for a little bit. Even Williams was down. I, I, I I'm giving a little bit of leeway to this. That's just a great defense. Now, I'm not saying Brock Purdy can be a top five quarterback or a top six quarterback. Um, I still think we are a little bit in the unknown with Brock, a little bit in my personal thought. Um, he he's he's played well and he does a lot better things than Jimmy G for sure, especially from you know off script stuff. From you know if he yeah. has to scram out the pocket, he he, he makes some off he makes he's some off platform throws. Right. Yeah, he does a great job at the all yeah. platform throws, and I'm very impressed with him like that. And I, and I still think you know to a degree for now. That Kyle Shanahan has the quarterback that he wants for his for his play right now. You know, I I think that's he feel he feels a little bit better. He's still probably sleeping a little bit better at night just for now. But I will say there was also some things in there where it's like, oh man, this this maybe maybe this is why people look at him a little odd. You know, I I have to get into a little bit of the bad a little bit. He did miss a couple of easy shots from the McCaffrey wheel route touchdown. That was there. Really, was no pressure in his, in his face to a degree. Uh, he definitely had Ayuk on a couple of in routes on there. Um, it should have easily had a couple of interceptions on that one, but they were dropped because it was raining. I would assume, or you know, things just happened. But you know, for me, I can, like I said, I can't rain down on Brock just yet because, like I said, good defense and he has played well to a degree in certain other games today. But I know that you have a certain comp to him. And I want to hear about that because that is interesting. Because some people are not very high on, on your comp. Listen, I, listen. But I'll let you listen. Go I, I'll get into him, and then I will also share yeah, yeah, one yeah, of my speaking, one yeah. of my beauty games of the week, which is actually wasn't really that good. Of, well, pretty of a game, but it was exciting to watch. But no, I I said that Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett are the exact same person. It's the exact same person. I love it. Please and I'm not. It. And I'm not saying that as a disrespectful shot. No, no, I personally think okay. Kenny Pickett is he is good enough to win you a few games right now, and that's coming from obviously a Steelers fan. But the same way in which I watch Kenny Pickett when the game starts to unfold around him, I saw the exact same thing with Brock Purdy. You start getting real skittish in the pocket. The throws that were easy weren't being becoming so easy for him anymore he likes to um he he does typically trust his o-line because they have a pretty decent o-line over there but the minute he felt that pressure that man was like all right my first read's not there anymore i need to either run out the pocket he was sometimes he was running into sacks other times he was 
running in spaces where there was no open receiver. Therefore, it was making it much tougher on him. But I'm just like, personally for me, and I'm not, I hate saying this about quarterbacks, especially like him, that kind of get thrown into the fire and, you know, we put these crazy expectations on him before adversity hits. But I was like, he should have never been labeled as a top 10 anything just yet. He didn't have en- enough starts under his belt. He was filling in for a team that just had Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. the same guy that just took them to the Super Bowl in multiple, was it multiple NFC championship games? Like, I'm like, it's not, it's not like, I'm not saying that he's not good, but it's like that roster is literally built to win now. And so it's like, yes, it's so long that you're not effing it up, right? Like, I, I would hope that he, the, the one thing that I say about Brock Purdy that I, I'm sure there may be like a next-gen stat that can help with this, but I'm sure it's never going to pop up on the stat sheet, is that I wish people, like we, we look at stats sometimes as like a finite thing, not finite, but it's more of like a definitive thing to help people kind of, I guess, scoped out their view yeah. on how the game went. And that's cool. Like, that's what stats are for. But me and you watch the games. And when I watch Brock Purdy and them play, he throws very wide open throws most of the time. Most of the time, they're bigger windows. The scheme is opening up the receivers where he can just throw a really easy pass. And then additional yards that he gets that are added to his stats are yards after the catch. He has really good receivers and running backs that help him get yards because they tack on additional yards after the catch. It's not like he's throwing these deep balls and finding you know uh, these tight windows when the game is starting to collapse. He's, he's, he's operating... Fairly efficiently. I mean, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's true. That's true. I see. And I'm not trying to discredit him. I'm not trying to discredit him. Just that's what he's doing right now. And it's okay. I haven't really. I don't know if I've seen people really say he's a top ten quarterback in the league yet. But I will say, like I said, I'll say the way he was playing this year, he has looked like a top ten quarterback this year, and that's this year because has it been some people have not looked their best yet? Yeah, absolutely, and things like that. I I don't know. It's a, it's tough with Brock a little bit because for me, I, I feel like I have seen a little bit those type of throws. Like when he played against the Steelers, um, he threw one that, on Pat I mean, P. Yeah, he threw the one to Pat P. Yep. He had a couple across the middle there. He Pat but P then, got cooked, by the way. Pat, P, Pat P's had a rough year. Pat P's had a rough year, but you know, I, I, I respected the vet. I think he I, I think he get bro. there. But like I said, you understandable too. I I give you a little bit of agreement there to where you know. Even when he played the Rams game, he had some misses with Brandon Ayuk on double moves and things like that to where it's like, man, like Brock, all you got to do is put it on him right there. It's like on deep throws a little bit. And it's it's, it's weird because it's like he you see it sometimes, but then you don't. And it's like, are you going to you gonna get that with a guy with him to the degree? But right. I think he, I think he's, and yes, you can say the system is playing, you know, is helping him out. We can say that about two or two to a degree, but for me, I think he is playing well into this system to be like correct, okay, like, like correct. He's he is finding the correct. shots, but he's also getting because to me that Dallas game showed me his his ceiling. To me, to, to me, he was fitting some balls in there, especially in the intermediate routes where I was like, "Dang, that's that's a tight window." And we know the Dallas defense from their linebackers, their safety play. They're a well coached team, and they were right there on IU. They were right there on Sam. He was getting those in. And that's where I'm kind of like, you got to keep him still in that fringe. For now. Fringe top 10 for now. I know that Browns defense aged him up a little bit. But for me, I've seen a lot of that Dallas game where I'm like, I think he can still. He still has some. 
granted, yes, he has some room to growth. He's a second-year quarterback, but I think he is a lot better than what people have have kind of like uh, people. I would, like, yeah, I would agree with that. that I, I think that's where that. I'm getting. Sure, with people, I will people, agree with that. People are still going through the notion. Well, here it is. He gonna blow up or this or that, and I'm like, eh, that's still a good defense. He kind of carved up a bit. Yes. This was a little different. Yeah, he lost a couple of his people. The rain was a factor. Yeah, he missed some big big throws in the deep shot. But I think that's probably one of his weaknesses because I have seen it a lot. Is he's very inaccurate or inaccurate on his deep throws. From what I'm seeing. But I but I understand your argument though. I understand that's a crazy comp. Here, here it's not and it's not that crazy when when you I look mean, at yeah, that. You see, that. you see him enough. But I'm just I'm just I, the the way I look at this team is they literally have some of the strongest people at their position. Absolutely. Strongest and it's and it's not the best route runner on that team is Brandon Ayuk by far and the schemes are very creative. They they have a lot of motion that goes into it. The running back gaps that that come open really put defenses on their heels and make you kind of second guess yourself. I get like I see why he's productive in that system, but you can't sit here and tell me that Kyle Shannon has not in his ear and be like, "Hey, you need to look for this receiver." It is very apparent when you watch this game. He locks in on. He's throwing anticipatory throws like money, and it's, I'm not saying he he's not seeing them. It's just like that's the design. The same way Jimmy Garoppolo was there. Jimmy was playing top ten football when he was there. It was the only time it really we was like judging Jimmy. Uh, which, ironically enough, was when he was in the championship rounds and he wasn't making them plays anymore. I'm like, well, go figure. You're playing the best team. You don't have that wiggle room anymore. It's the same way I feel about Brock. That's why I personally don't give him the the, the leeway of the Browns because I'm like, we expect you guys to be there at the very end. And you're going to play some tough defenses. I want to see you in adversity. You're going to be missing some players. You're going to have a compromised O-line at some point. You're going to have to... Fit balls in where they might not be open windows. I just want to see if you can do it or not. That's it. But that's all. But like I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got a whole lot. We got a whole lot. lot. That's a good, that's but, a good song. But I appreciate that because that is, speaking of one uh, undefeated team that is now defeated, I'm actually going into the, another yeah, bro, that's, NFC that's game. another beauty game. Um, and I really about. enjoyed it. Uh, I will be honest. I watched it because obviously I have A.J. Brown on my fantasy team. Uh, shout out. Hey. To you, hey. big dog. Hey. Uh, you dig? Hey. Uh, you we, we was we was money. Everybody I'm not gonna right now. We we six. We money right now. Um, but yeah, I was watching that Eagles and Jets game. Um, and the score does not indicate that that was a beauty of a game. But that game was very exciting for me. Um, and I will I'll be honest. I was yelling at the screen because obviously I got Jalen Hurts on my fantasy too. Um, and he was doing some really boneheaded stuff. But I will give credit where credit is due in this in this instance. Yes, the Eagles should have won that game. Absolutely, they absolutely absolutely should have won that game. There was nothing right. There was nothing that the Jets did that the Eagles was like, oh man, we we can't get away with it. They there were some opportunities missed. Jalen Hurts, I'm not gonna lie, he regressed a little bit in that game. But that defense as well is pretty tough. So I will give them. The problem that I did have well with Jalen, yeah, well coached. The problem I did have is that they were down two corners, one being Sauce Gardner, and um, and I was like, yo, you, you probably should have been eating wide receiver wise. But I will give credit where credit is due for the Jets. I will absolutely do that in this instance because they they are doing what I think the Steelers want to do with Kenny Pickett, 
where they want to play so hard physical brand of football defensively that all we need you to do is not F it up offensively and we can we can be in these games. Yeah. And they did that. They honestly did that. The turnovers that they were getting, I mean splash. The the brothers, the Williams brothers, both say, getting some shout, turnovers. Shout out um Quinnen. Is it Quincy? The, and the Quincy. Linebacker, the yeah. linebacker. Quinnen and Quincy. Ball player. I mean, he them boys was eating. Ball player. I know Quincy. I know Quincy get the love, but Quincy is a. Ball he was balling. At line, at line he was balling. So, yeah, and I and I was thoroughly impressed with just they did not let up at any point in that game. Ooh. Now, obviously, AJ Ooh. Brown still ended up going off, which was to be expected. But I mean, Devontae Smith ain't really do much, um, some, which was crazy. Some uncharacteristic drops. On yeah, his, on his end. Yeah. Um, to me. Like you said, one shout out Robert Sala for the way he's been coaching up. Robert Sala and the D coordinator. I forgot his name, but I saw him on Hard Knocks. But they both been doing a hell of a job. They defense. have. I mean, they to be down your two starting corners, your two best corners. Able was working. And you do that to that team and slow that down. I mean, the run game was non-existent At to a degree. Um, man, I'm wildly impressed with that Jets defense. And then, um, I will get into the, I'll get into the Eagles a little bit. But on the offensive side, I'm not going to lie. I've been... A Nathaniel Hackett hater to a degree. I've been trying to just go into it thinking like, man, his offensive play calling is terrible. <laughs> you know, it, ha- it has terrible. <laughs> it has been. It has been, bro. Terrible. It's filthy. I mean, I understand that Dallas defense is what it is, but you, can, at the end of the day, if you know how to scheme it up, you can get it. You can get it going to the degree. Yeah. That Dallas game, terrible. Against the Broncos, terrible Garbage. play calling. Like Garbage. I mean, they that 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 team scored thirty one points based off special teams in the defense. Right, that's the reason why. Like it's Garbage. just been terrible. But now this game, I finally saw that he is adjusting to Zach Wilson. And shout out Zach Wilson. The kid, yes, the the dude been getting. I mean, I mean, we can go down the hole over from off season. It's tough for when you see the dudes you played with last year get extremely excited about some guy you trade for and you just seeing everybody just brush you yeah. off and they just excited about this dude. Yeah. And they saying like, oh, this guy's here. We're going to win a Super Bowl when you feel like, dang, they feel like they came with a Super Bowl with me. Like that hurt. Like yeah. I, I, I mean, I can only imagine and he yeah. has done nothing but owned it with grace up at the podium. He yeah. has took every, even in the, in the, in the Dallas, not the Dallas game, but I forgot what game it was. I think it was the Broncos game where, no, the Chiefs yeah. game. The Chiefs game where he played his behind off. He played so well, and yet they lost. And he said, even still, even though it wasn't his fault, he's like, man, that's on me. And it's like, dog. Yeah, Yeah, but the defense was letting Pat do He did his thing. He was doing his thing. And he's still taking it with grace. He's like, man, it's on me. I got to play better, do this and that. It's like, dog, you are playing better. Like, you you literally are. But yet he's still just taking everything with so much grace and so much humility. And now, Nathan Hackett is true. You can see the development a little yep. bit. Now, what I did hear was Aaron Rodgers was calling in some place as well. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. I, I can it's see fine. that. No, there's no wrong It's fine. But you can see it, though. Yeah. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's what mm-hmm. you wanted. That's what you want. You want Aaron Rodgers to develop this kid because, you know, we don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play, especially now with the Achilles sure. and everything like that. You know, is he going to help develop this kid into something that we can keep him? People's fifth year option. We ain't gotta worry about go drafting nobody once A Rod call it. Not right now. Not saying that he needs to stay. 
I still think they might need to go another option, but he is trending Absolutely. in the right direction. He, he is trending in the right direction, and I mean, who knows? He might continue to shock us to the point where we're like, dang, keep him. Like, maybe you need to keep him. Yeah. Like, maybe so. So, shout out Zach Wilson. I, yeah. I, you're right. I, I was actually one of the guys I was going to give us kudos. Yeah. You got it. Like I said, I... I can say sit here all day and talk about how the Eagles blew the game and how you know how they had all the right you know to win the game and they blew it because Jalen Hurts was you See, know I doing can't some even give it to Jalen Hurts. I, I got to go coaching side. I'm not see because listen in the same breath to of the, that because no 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 he did have some throws from there but of two of those intercepts he threw three two of them were not on him one was on Dallas Goddard and I forgot was it Devontae he threw it to. But I know they were both dropped or dropped or tipped passes, and I'm like, ah, that he he played better than what the stat sheet is, but he did have some errant stuff where I was like, dang. I if I wasn't mistaken, I thought it, it might have been Devontae. I thought it was because that ball was kind of if one it looked like it was rushed, and I to to the point I made before the defense was cooking, and yeah, I understood he it. Lost lane, right, lane and lane. I was just like, but. Jalen knows better in those instances to kind of force balls like that. And part of that was probably he was trying to get Devontae into a rhythm. I know that's been a big thing lately. But I was just like, Jalen, that was something I expected from him his rookie year. And to be cool, I wasn't expecting that in that that instance. You you literally had saw that the the 49ers had lost a game prior to that. So you knew what was at stake. I need you to play a little bit more cleaner. I just a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, cause I like I said, I know the Jets was looking to cook, but what to that same defensive uh, stout, Zach Wilson was was uh, key to that. Yeah. Because what did he do? I don't think he had a turnover. Am I am I mistaken? I he had one. He did. I don't, I don't even he think he had many. one. Did they turn over the ball too many? And, and which to me is literally that's now. <laughs> That's that's crazy that that's your level of success for him right now. To your but point, I was like, they might need to look at it different. Though, but yes, it it's good. It's good for them for now. And I do appreciate the fact that he was like, listen, if that's all y'all need me to do, I can go out here and do. Yeah. I ain't gotta throw it up. Uh, you know, throw crazy. You do know, a, do a hell of a ball though, the Randall Cobb. Oh, I remember that one. I remember that. That was nice. God, that was nice. That's why. That's, that's what they that's, they drafted. That's why. That was nice. I give him credit for that one. But yeah, he just made sure he was. Efficient, yeah. like That's we didn't have to go there. I don't think he threw a touchdown pass, if I'm not mistaken. That Randall Cobb was a touchdown. Uh, was it? I believe so. Or was oh, it okay. It might have been. I don't remember. It might have been a two point, but it was a nice pass. It was a great pass. I didn't. I didn't know if they, if they, if I saw on the stat sheet that they considered it a touchdown. Yeah. But even if it was, it was very modest game. Like you ain't gonna look at the stat sheet and be like, "Damn, bro, he cooked." But it was a modest he, game. He, doing, he did his job. Right, he, he did, did his job. job. He did his job. I so. See. I appreciate them, and that was the defense as well. Absolutely. I still got to harp on the Eagles coaching just a little bit because there was a moment to where they they, – I feel like they could have went for it, but they actually went for the field goal instead, I believe, around one moment. And I was just like – Was that in the first half? Yeah, where they had got down – yeah, right going into halftime. And I was like, man – that's one of those moments where you, you just need to be a little bit aggressive on that back end, especially sure. in a game like this. Sure. And I think Jake Elliott actually missed it. And it's like yeah. you didn't have to put him in that situation. Yeah. And I just feel like Nick Sirianni got a little above his head a little bit on the offense. Like I said, the offensive side of coaching-wise, 
just wasn't there for me a little bit in the Eagles game, a little bit. It just it wasn't as on key as it as it's always been. And it actually to this to this this year it actually hasn't been. You know, yeah, a, yeah. It's a shout out to maybe Shane Steichen out there, and and you know Indianapolis. I mean, you see, it, even though they had a bad game, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. That's an ugly game, but still, I, I think the offensive coaches side threw it off a little bit there. But all in all, man, hey, Jets handled their business. Um, they did. I would hope the Eagles have. You know, they got Handed a tough they one. Did. They got a tough slate. They do. I don't know if you've seen their next few. But they do. Man, you coming in with Miami? You got to attack. Yeah. You got to come out and attack because they might be going to come out there on offense and. They gonna give it there. They gonna give it there. Well, I, I I like those. I like those. I I, I see we are in agreement that the NFC gave us some some For pretty sure. beautiful games, For although sure. albeit they were in losing efforts. Sure. But yeah, they gave us some exciting games. So which For means sure. we got to get briefly, just real briefly. Yeah, with every beauty, there's a beast, it's right? A couple uglies. And couple so uglies. which which one Man. or ones did you did you feel were you know not so. Viewership worthy, brother. Not so viewership worthy, but still a game where I was kind of intrigued. With. I'll talk about the Commanders and Falcons. I'll, I'll, I'll dive. Please into do. That one. I'll dive into that one. And who are, who side I want to start with? I'll start with the Falcons. Man, I he probably is an amazing leader. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. I know. I know he got to be. He probably a great dude. All around great dude. <laughs> Just, just say it. But just say it. I feel for Arthur Smith, man. Desmond Ritter is just not it. He's just not the dude, man. Not he's just it. not like he's not like you know. I know we saw it when they did it against the Texas. You see the big time throws to Drake London and stuff like that in the pits, but also you you see some of the missed throws. Like, come on, bro. These are gimmies, like. What down was it? What ah right, man, I I gotta keep doing a better job of my memory, but I know it was one. It was actually going. In, it was in the fourth. It was in the fourth quarter when they was trying to make that drive. Yeah, and perfect play call by by Arthur Smith with B. John Robinson. He had him come out the backfield and he did like a smaller wheel route, and he Desmond Ritter just threw it almost straight to like a low ball to the dirt, and I'm like, man, that's a gimme. Yeah, that's a gimme. I said that's that's yeah. I said you gotta have it right there. Like, yeah, you had that. Then the pick in the end zone. I mean, I, that's the easiest interception. I mean, Gardner Minshew had one, but that was one of the easiest picks I ever seen. Like he, like he just didn't care. And I'm like, bro, you, you, they're there. And but he gives these almost every week. Yeah. And it, and it's so sad because, like I said, that team, they really do got something. It's yep. there. It's there. Yep. You're starting to see Kyle Pitts get more involved now. Finally, you're starting to see Drake London become what he needs to be. Like I like I talk, I always call Jeez. Drake London the mini Mike Evans. Like that's that's how he plays. He plays exactly like that. I mean, they run. I mean, their offensive line is still top five in the league. People don't even know that. Like yep. they got two headed monsters in the backfield with Algier and then and Bijan, and he just he ain't making them throws. They defense. That defense not getting enough credit. Yes. Yeah. Now, granted, we'll get into we'll get into yeah. the other side. But that defense, that back end has been playing amazing. Jesse Bates and and Okuda and Terrell, they've been playing great ball back yeah. there. And the young man just can't get it done. I'm like I said, I ain't gonna spend a lot of time on that side. But I don't know what Arthur Smith can do. I don't know what you the know plan. Exactly I don't know what the brother. plan. I I know what he thinks he can do, but I just don't, on, I don't you know. know exactly I don't know how here. he can go about it because you know everybody was throwing out Kirk Cousins and 
And no. I would, and even I would have been like, man, honestly, if you, if Kirk Cousins didn't take that trade call, I would have been like, that's actually a perfect piece to go ahead and be down there. Because that's – you just need somebody like a Kirk Cousins. You just need somebody that can easily understand to get the ball to the people that he needs to get it to in that offense. Because Arthur Smith can do it. I'm and, telling you, I know exactly who they going to mess with. And that young brother. man just – I'm telling you right now. That young man just ain't, he just, he just ain't got that. Like, you know, I, I really – I still – it even still puzzles me to this day. Listen, bro. This is a quarterback heavy draft this year, brother. Oh yeah, but they, do you think they finish around that? No, because uh, well, I think they could. I mean, I think Desmond Ritter is bad enough <laughs> that they can mess around. I, and I get see. Into I that. think they good enough too to where they gonna mess around and get you the seven, six wins. They're not gonna be a playoff team. They're yeah. probably gonna end up being in the top ten because, like I said, their their schedule it's not the worst, but it's like if it's Desmond like, Ritter can't win some of the easies. I'm like, yeah, what you you think they're gonna win over six, seven games? I know, I so that's what I mean. Way based on their way based on their defense is that's why I give it because their defense is actually, I mean, I think they're yeah, top five defense. But yeah, I understand, I understand. It ain't I understand. gonna be that's enough. Ritter is just the the saving grace for them is that they play in the NFC South, and with them being in the NFC South, there is some games that they probably could win because and I, and actually the NFC South is actually playing a little bit better than we thought they were this year. Uh, but they might come away with a couple like rivalry divisional games. But ultimately, ultimately, I think what's going to end up happening is they'll be ba- they'll be bad enough where they going to have they you know pick of the litter. I think they're going to try to mess around and get somebody like Bo Nix, bro. I, I think so. I think they're going to try to get either him. I don't think they're gonna be good enough to get uh, Penix or anybody like that. Uh, but I think you him. Know. Yeah, I mean, I'm serious. You never know. You never know. But I think I think Bo I mean, Nix. can say in a quarterback heavy draft, they are. I mean, they're gonna go get. They're gonna yeah, but Bo Nix to me look to me feels a lot, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. Feels a little bit like a Ryan Tannehill, just a little bit better. Like a very athletic. Obviously, he's a very you know built young man. Um, athletic enough to get what they need right. done, and I, I think he would have the. A little bit. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. I think he's going to be good enough for that offense and what Arthur, Arthur Smith wants to do. He clearly is in love with the run game, so whatever quarterback he brings in, or you know, whether it be a Kirk Cousins yeah. or something, he's not going to ask them to throw a lot. He he doesn't even utilize the weapons no. that he currently has. So it's I like. Know. So it's, the only reason I, I say to Kirk is because one, which is a good, veteran, that's a good veteran, one, veteran good presence. One. Um, I mean, he want. I mean, the speculation, the media said he wanted to leave. When you know, honestly, I based on, and I know this is the quarterback show that we saw sure. on Netflix. I honestly didn't get no notion that Kirk wanted to leave. I didn't. I didn't feel that in that show. Like, yeah, man, it's like you know, like I understand Kirk is a happy-go-lucky guy. Yes, yeah, the show he's not going to show yeah. that, but even in a press conference. Just don't show like he ready to get out of Minnesota. I think he like it in Minnesota. And then I was listening to a podcast today. Lo and behold, what do they say? They say he loved Kevin O'Connell. And I'm like, honestly, I get it because I feel like Kevin O'Connell has actually turned, yeah, brought yeah. bringing the best out of him to a degree. And I'm like, well, you know, Kirk might even love to fit that. Like, I feel like Arthur Smith does want to throw the ball to the degree, to the degree. But I think <laughs> Dude, yeah, I did, I did, yeah. Like that's that's personally what that's really what it is. Like when they played the Packers that game, they ran the ball forty five times. If that's not telling you against a really good run defense in the Packers, that's not telling you that I don't trust your quarterback. I mean, we saw even last year some of the run plays they were doing. Yeah. Like 
He know who. Like, at the end of the day, I know. Yep. I know the GM of the Falcons is in his ear because guess what? You spent an eighth round pick on a wide receiver. You spent a fourth round pick on a high end tight end. You can get another high pass catching back at number eight as well, dog. They in his ears saying you have to use these dudes. Yeah. But I know in Arthur Smith's mind because I have seen he he I can tell he is a pretty good play caller. I've seen him when he was at Tennessee when they went on yeah. that run to the AFC Championship. Dude's a good play caller. He just know like if I, if, if I let this dude spin it, it's gonna, gonna be a be long trouble. day. It's gonna be a long day. The only time it actually panned out was that Texas game because that's how the Texans played it. They said, yeah. listen. We shutting that run off. This you was last week's game. You have to you beat us like that. That's the only way, and that's how everybody gonna play this team. Yep. They gonna be like, bro, either you pass it, or you know, we just gonna keep shutting the run down. You got to call it a day. And Arthur Smith right now was in the. And the only reason I think he passed it a lot more, and now we can get to the commander side because the commander's defense on the back end is hot garbage. Yeah, it's hot garbage. I uh, I don't know what's going on with Ron Riviera, uh, Jack Del Rio, that whole thing. The whole way they kind of doing a manual Forbes, they gotta yeah, let, you gotta man. let the dude. You gotta I mean, let him get it. his growing pains. You got a hundred, one hundred sixty five pounds or something like that. Yeah. Yes, if he's going against AJ Brown, who is two fifteen, cooking six one, so he's a rookie. It's gonna happen. It's it's Saute. what it is. DJ Moore, DJ Moore is two ten, two fifteen, five eleven. He about my he about my height, but he's a little bit more stocky. Yeah. Like bro, it's gonna be a long day for one hundred sixty five pound dude. He gotta learn. He gotta learn. Uh, or not. or stop. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Even when he was, what was he? Did he come from Texas A&M? Am I tripping? Where did he come from? There we go. There we go. Thank you. Um, even when he was playing there, and I remember I, I liked him a lot. No, he, I liked I him a lot. perfect what they need. Yeah. He gets turnovers. But I was like, stop playing that man in man coverage. He's not built for that. Stop doing that to that young man. Like, it's it's very It's very simple. I know, I know you guys. I know these coaches be having a name. Oh, this is this is no. You don't. You don't have a guy that can play man coverage. He's literally physically not built to do that. He is built to play the ball. So put that. Thank you. And if you let that man play instinctually, it's very much like Marcus Peters. He will play the ball very well. And that's how you're going to get your turnovers. But stop doing that to a young man. Yeah. You can see his confidence was shot. Oh, yeah. But I, I love that. I saw what Slade did. Slade shot at him out. told him the same thing happened to him. So I, I love to see the vets yeah. showing him a little bit of love there. But that defensive side, man, that's that's got to get worked on. On the offensive side, though, I just I love it. I love to see. I love who I see from 15. And I keep seeing a couple of fans. <laughs> okay, man. I love to see what 15 is doing because fans are keep saying, ah, well, he ain't getting the ball out quick. First of all, dog, this is what? His probably eighth, ninth start, second-year quarterback. Yeah. Yes, new offensive coordinator. His, his internal clock, all that will come. He's got to be patient with him a little bit. But pay attention to some of the good. Like, yes, I know they got Molly Watt by the Chicago Bears last week. Mm-hmm. But he – one, he threw for three thirty eight last week. I think in the league right now he is top eight in passing yards. Like dog, yeah. Look right now, if you look at the good, you might have a dude out there in Washington. Y'all might finally have a quarterback to be like, oh shoot, we we got something that we can work with. We got a with a good OC, everything like that. Yeah, has he not passed the McMoran a lot? Gotta give him time because guess what? Last week he did. He did exactly that. He's he's making the right reads. You can see him growing a little bit more. What I'm impressed with is his in the pocket when he is pressure in his face, 
he's still able to get those big time deep throws on. Like he wants those deep shots. Yep. And I feel like that's what that offense has been lacking. Yeah, Ripper. Yeah, he yep. can get he's very accurate in the deep balls. Yeah, I'm Ripper. impressed with Sam Howe. Sam Howe has been impressing me week in and week out. Even when he, he was high on Yeah, even when I seen him go against the Bills, I'm like, man, dog, that's a good defense that's over there. Second year quarterback, bro, you're gonna get those things. Yep. It's just what's gonna happen. But you saw the Eagles game. We had them big time throws in overtime in his face. You see some of the throws he made here in this game. I mean, he was out of the pocket on one and hit Terry McLaurin on a rope, hit yeah. him out of bounds. I said, man, that boy it, it's coming. You can see yeah, it coming, that and that's a good cooking. secondary that he that did. Boy cooking. So it's some good things put on that offensive side. And Sam Howell is slowly growing. I just think you got to give him a little patience still, yeah. and just keep taking the good stuff that you do see him do. And also understand, y'all have a trash offensive line. Yes, now he has garbage. Taken, now he has taken some of those. Like he's called those sacks, like the Justin Fields thing, where he takes a little while to get the ball out. Those things he's taken a little while on that. But also too, he's been he's he's on record to be the most hit quarterback in NFL history. Take it for that. Yes, some of it probably is on him, but also is too. Young line's just bad. Give bad. the boys some. Give the boys some protection. Keep boasting it up, then we can fully evaluate yeah. on it. Then we fully evaluate. Yeah. But that's just my that's my ugly game. I want to speak on that a little bit. Yeah, no, that was a good it. one. That was a I, good that, one. That I didn't one. actually get to watch that game too much. I know I saw a few highlights of that yeah, game. It was popping but, in on but, the red zone. Nah, I like that one. Um, I I'll be honest, man, and I, I, I it wasn't really much of a Sunday. This was a Thursday game. It was that Broncos uh, Chiefs that. game, and um. Listen, I, I understand um, that, you know, being reigning Super Bowl champs, everybody's at your neck. And I also get that, you know, individual rivalries always have their... But you got some great. Yeah, you have... But you got some that's, Listen, if the Chiefs keep playing like this, and I'm serious when I say this, uh, they they might lose their first playoff game. Like, whatever whatever position they get... They are liable to to lose their that very first game. You telling me they missing EB, huh? Oh, I mean, I, I mean, it's has, is it not apparent? Is it not apparent? I've never it's was, not. It's I've not a never was a fan of Matt Nagy. Man. It was a great. It's a great transition that you that you because oh, yes. on one end you got Sam Howell now all of a sudden playing like a decent quarterback. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, nobody was checking for him before. Now he all of a sudden looks like a serviceable uh, serviceable QB out here. And now Pat Mahomes. Now he's, Pat Mahomes is not playing terrible, but he certainly ain't lighting up the scoreboard right now. But the one wide receivers though. Oh, uh, it, in, in the meantime, Tyreek Hill is still out there. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm at this point. I can't keep giving them passes because, like I said, coming from a Steelers fan, where I've seen bad offenses. I'm I'm not seeing a lot of I'm not seeing a lot of I will give them this much the run game has been a lot better than I had that it's been in yeah, the past absolutely. I will give them I will give them credit for that but I'm like offensively I'm not scared of no scheme that y'all got because y'all wide receivers are not do, getting the it's job a done porous defense and a, a porous defense you know well their defense is their secondary I will no no no, no I'm talking about the Broncos defense oh yes yes, yes correct nineteen points yes. Yeah, a, a terrible defense in the Broncos, and y'all should have lit them up. Your kicker was the one that really kind of sealed the game in most games. And that's not a terrible thing, but it's like you have Patrick Mahomes. You should be scoring more than that. And 19 points. And I get it's a Thursday game. Thursday games has its own. Yeah, Thursday but, games do have a lot of unders. Right, but, I, but, I, but seriously, 
you were against the Russell Wilson terrible team right now. Like, I'm not saying y'all should have blew them out the water, but it shouldn't have been that close. It should have been about 20 Yes, close. it shouldn't have been that Absolutely. close. Absolutely. Not at all. I don't care what you're talking The defense, certainly you should have had more than what? What they scored, 19 points in that the game? Certainly should have had defense more. playing unreal this year. Come on now. Your defense alone probably should have had its own, what, two touchdowns or something maybe because, like I said, Russell Wilson wasn't playing incredibly good either. I'm like, there should have been more scoring out of that game for the Chiefs in some sort of capacity, whether it be from the defense or the offense. It doesn't matter. Just get the job done. Y'all made that game way too close. Obviously, I'm, I know, I'm not even going to sit here and talk about the Broncos. I've said we, this. We give a little. No, leave no. I, I told, I've already told you. I've seen enough. I said this. I said this in the beginning of the year, before the season even started. Russell Wilson's going to mess around and get benched, brother. I saw enough from preseason up from last year, all the way from last year. He is just not good. He's just not good, and it's okay. Maybe it's his confidence. Maybe it's the fact that you know he's his teammates are officially. That's weird. I have That's I weird. have a theory though. I do have a theory because. Because I'm low key off on Sean Payton a little bit, and you could be, but you know he's not gonna get he's not gonna get the the oh, knife man. before Russell not Wilson does. But but I'm gonna tell you this much right now: we seen it last year, and everybody's like wondering, like, oh well, now all of a sudden Russell Wilson's doing okay, uh, but the defense is horrible, and I'm seeing it all on like NFL Live and NFL Network, and I'm like, no, last year you saw a defense put in work. Put in work. Wow, they were good defense last. Put in work only to see that offense couldn't to not be able to finish out a game. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out why the defense ain't inspired. That is what a defense is for. They are built to be off be inspired enough to go out there, play fast, play lights out, play to make sure that the team doesn't score any points. And they don't trust that your offense can score points for real. I feel like that defense has checked out since last year. That that little scene that they had last year where it was on special teams where dude was yelling in his face and Russell Wilson's face after that that uh, field goal and and people was like oh what does this mean that's I'm telling you that had a lot more to do with it than people think that defense is out on Russell Wilson bro they're out they don't feel like he can get the job done he's not proving he can get the job done so what I mean you're not about to they're not about to put themselves out here and put their lives on the line for some dude that's going. Sit out here and give up what eight points in a game? Dang. Come on now! They just switched it up like that. Come on, bro! It's, it's not happening. I know I wouldn't do that. I know I wouldn't do that at all. I'm serious. Oh, no. I'm so I have nothing to say about Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm out on him. I'm telling you right now, that boy is going to get benched before the end of the year, some way, somehow. They're not going to be good enough to justify keeping him in games, bro. And if they have to trade him, then so be it. Cool. But I don't think he's going to be playing there by next year. That division's too tough, right? Like that, the Sean Payton is growing thin on his patience. We can be out on him as a coach, but he's going to get another chance before Russell Wilson does. I have nothing to say about that team. The running game sucks, and Javante Williams it should be an All-Pro running back. They're not getting the job done. Jerry Judy, you I don't know if you heard Steve Smith talk about him being a tier three receiver. Certainly playing like it right now, and he has every reason to because the quarterback's not good. The only person that you got is Cortland Sutton. Who's been, you know, who's been an upstanding wide receiver, but he's your best receiver, and he is putting up very, I mean, uninspiring numbers. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. they're very uninspiring. Yeah. Like he would be a wide receiver too on most teams right now. Yeah. So 
That's all I got to say about that team. It was a, it was an ugly game from jump to finish, and I didn't like either of those teams. And, and yeah. Kansas City Chiefs need to get it together. Hey, yeah, you you hit a lot on it right there. I mean, talk my, to me, my, bro. My whole little two sentences. I absolutely feel you with the. We'll get to the Chiefs on that one first. Chiefs, absolutely. I I've said it numerous times to a lot of people, and I've said it numerous times just even just watching it. They're missing EB badly. Oh, and I'm so oh. happy. It, it, it's showing. Oh. It is showing a little bit. I understand. Yes, the 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 Detroit game was there a lot of drops. Absolutely, which there's a lot of errant throws. Yeah, it's week one. Uh huh, for yep. sure. But even then, it's just still not that that Kansas City that that just that umph. Like, yep. Yeah, I, trust me. He did this. They they were doing this fine last year with just about everybody there besides Miko Harmon and Juju Smith Schuster. Yep. But other than that, they still was getting busy. Like, it still was the same groove that was going yep. last year. It still was that little spark that they had. They still got the same offensive line. Sure enough. Now the offensive sure play enough. call it. It's either if Travis Kelsey ain't able to get something going and run his Kelsey routes where he going to find his own holes and everything like that, then it's just flat. And it's like, nah, that's not the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs going to know how to use whoever and whenever. Because to me, I feel like they got some good quality, especially with Rasheen Rice. I'm a big oh, fan yeah. of him. I, yeah. I like Rasheen Rice. I think they can use him very well. And they're not... Really capitalizing on everybody on that offensive side of the ball. Like you said, run game looks very good. I will give that to a degree. But we know what the Chiefs are. Let's get let's get our $45, 50000000 million quarterback rolling here. A yes. Little bit. Thank get, you. Let's spread it out. Thank because you. Because when we go against these really good defenses, okay, we're just going to bracket Travis Kelsey, who is getting older. And you can see yep. his older side starting to come back a little bit with the different injuries and those type of things. Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me stop. Let me stop. Please don't let me stop. Because every stop. time they see that, I'm like, man, let come me on. Stop, man. And it is the Swifties. Jeez. I don't know. Jeez. We don't know. We don't know. But you got all of that going on. It's that offense just is not doing it. Just it's just not what I've seen. And maybe they might turn the corner this week. Maybe they might show us a little, a little different. But right now, these first six weeks, I've been a little unimpressed. I, oh I yeah, truly have. I'm not. It's got me a little worried. Some a little bit. So I feel you there. But shout out to that defense though. That defense is. They playing. They playing play some ball. ball right they now. They playing some ball now on the Broncos side. It's it's so weird. I, it's so weird, and I and I feel you. And I, I honestly been trying to give Russ the the gratitude for what it's been because it's like man, because like I said, I'm not the best. I'm not a Nathaniel Hackett fan, and I feel like Nathaniel Hackett was like any other Green Bay coach. They're trying to coach him like he's Aaron Rodgers. Right, you thought you gotta let that go. Yep. I know that's been y'all. Yep. That's been y'all saving grace, yep. but that's not who it is. That's not who it is. And so you gotta play to your quarterback who he is. And to a degree, Russell, Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were doing that a little bit. Like the first half of the Broncos, they're playing to Russell Wilson's strength. They're getting him outside the pocket. They got on running. They're getting these. You know, these quick reads and everything like that that's fitting Russell Wilson. And you see it, boom, boom. They score in a matter of seconds first half. And it's like, I mean, you see most of the time Russell Wilson. And you look at his stats. I mean, he got, I think, 10 touchdowns and only, like, three interceptions or something like that. Like, mm. first half and everything, like, he's playing well. And then it's like the second half, it's just gone. And I'm like, what? Where? What's going on here? Like, now you're starting to play into what Russell Wilson don't like doing. And then you see... The receivers, you know, Jerry Judy ain't getting open like he usually do. And it's like, what's going on? 
Cortland Sutton, granted, he is getting up there in age, but Cortland Sutton is not a he's never been no elite separator. So yeah, he is. Correct. He's not a fifty fifty guy. Correct. But you're not playing into that. You're correct. not doing that. You're not playing into that. Like you said, run game. You're not playing into the run game the way you need to do it. It's boring. It's a boring run game. It's it's the one thing I wish people would just get adapted to is the pre snap motions that you see Miami, that you see the Rams do, that you see the Niners do. Yeah. Like that's how you get your run game open because you get you get to recognize what people are in. You get to recognize what the defense it is is in. Catch them off balance. Oh, oh, you're doing. I, I mean, some of it's so predictable. Even I can see it. Like oh, I can see where this ball probably gonna go right yeah. here. It's 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 predictable, and that's why I'm like, to a degree, you kind of gotta put a little bit on Sean Payton a little bit because because the way he's came and talked, the way he talked about Hackett saying this was a last year was a terrible coach team. Well, brother. Hack had at least three wins at this time. <laughs> What's going? Your team looks uncoachable. Yeah. A lot of a lot of terrible penalties. Your pre snap, re- like everything in the offense is taking too long to get going. And it's like, bro, you supposed to be the guru. Yeah. Your offense looks like how it was ten years ago, yeah. bro. This ain't twenty ten. Yeah. This ain't Drew Brees. Granted, you got a quarterback that kind of play like I'm not saying he is, but he plays like him to a degree. This is you got to catch up with the times. You you have to play into what's going on in this era, play into your 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 your, your offense is set. It's 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 all bad. But then, like I said, the Russell Wilson that I seen on that Thursday, I'm like, all right, dog. It's over with, man. All right, dog. It's over with. You gotta you gotta. It, I understand the coaching can be bad, but at the end of the day, if you're making that amount of money that they paid you, you gotta adjust and find a way to make it to there and figure he, it out. He just seemed like he planned to. It's not. It's just not the Russell Wilson of oh. It's not where you know what I don't like that play. I'm, I'm, he's not playing like the top ten guy he used to be. He's not checking away from things. He literally seems like a Brock Purdy where he's hearing. All right, Sean told me to go here. I'm gonna go here with the ball. Now, one interception he did have on a you know on a tip ball in the air and everything like that it was a little ugly. But I also feel like that was too late getting out. Like bro, get it out now. Like it's got to get out now. You know that. You've seen. You you've done that. You know it's. To me, you know, it's it's fifty fifty. Yeah, you got to put some on Russ. You got to put some on the coach. But then you got to put some probably on on the GM because I don't think this team was even built well to succeed. No matter who That's the quarterback was, I understand. I love Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton is a good wide receiver. I really do. But you know, if you're gonna do that, you got to put him with other elite separators. You got to put him not just Jerry Judy. You got to get him mm-hmm. with like. Why are they not playing Marvin Mills? Why is he not out there? But even then, I guess, have they lost Tim Patrick to other injuries? But, yeah, you got to keep bolting that around him, man. You got to keep bolstering and get a different type of offensive set around him. Like, they said they were going to use him like Michael Thomas. They ain't even using him like Michael Thomas. (laughs) Michael Thomas was getting motion in, doing different motions. Man, Corlin said be out there, and he just either run a slant, an out, or he going to run a fade, and then Russell Wilson just throw it up. And then everybody going to bash on Russell Wilson. It's like, bro, that's the only thing y'all giving him to work with. That's it. Yeah, let's let's do something here. So all in all, it's just a terrible marriage all around there with the That's Broncos. That's crazy. I was just thinking about That's that. That's a terrible, terrible marriage, marriage yeah. all over there. It's just you know, I think Russ still got a little bit in the tank. I'm not saying he's gonna be top ten, but I think he can still be a fringe fifteen yeah. guy. Do it. He just gotta go somewhere else. That's somebody that can use him right. He gotta go with a better mind. And Sean Payton needs to ramp up his mind. Everybody yeah. keeps telling him to tank for Caleb Williams, to tank for this quarterback. Is he gonna play to this modern era of football? Is hey, he gonna play to point. that kid, or is he gonna try to play like I said, use this 2013, 2014 offense yeah. 
and have this boring run game and like you said, yeah. wasting away Devontae Williams. Like what are we gonna do? Yeah. Like use I'm I hope he uses McLaughlin, this uh, McLaughlin kid that they got back there. He's explode. I hope they start using him. Like, he he said he loved him. Well, let's Coach see what, you, let's see what you got. You got a tight end too. Yeah, you got. I granted he's been going through a little injuries and those type of things. But let's see you get exotic with this yeah. stuff. Stop putting Adam Troutman out there, dog. I understand he played with you in New Orleans. He ain't it. He ain't it. He ain't it. And then your offensive line plays your offensive line. Help him out a little bit. It's this is not all good over there. It's you not. know, and I feel bad because the Broncos paid. <laughs> Russ and Peyton are yep. a lot of money. Top dollars. So you stuck. And both of them don't look stuck. like they it. And so, what's going to feel even more worse is if Russ, yeah, do get rid of Russ and then they bring in a rookie quarterback and it's stinking me more. Yeah. We're going to find out. I, I will say this because, like I said, they're they going to give Sean Payton as much leeway. It's much easier yeah. to, to keep a coach around. boys with the owners. It might be. It might, you know it's a good old boys club. But uh, what I will say for Russ' sake, and I hate when people talk about the whole, is he still a Hall of Fame? He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, his, yeah, his, good 10-year yeah, run. Come on. Ten, ten year but run. what I will say is, uh, if he don't get it together here, he, he should consider retiring. Because you, you're now going to be let go from Pete Carroll, who's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame, and Sean Payton, who's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame. There's not much left they can do for you, brother. I, I mean, I, you're sure that everybody's going to need a vet QB. But you mess around. And you show that Pete Carroll, you, you proven Pete Carroll right, essentially. He got off on you at the right time because you never see people trading prime QBs, um, you know, in, in an age where QBs are essential. You're absolutely and, right. And now, and now you get here to the, the Broncos, you look like trash. I, I don't – why would it somebody else want to pay you top dollar after this? They, there's nobody who's going to do that. So – you better get it together here ASAP or your career is in jeopardy. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. Seriously. But that's a good point. Um speaking of down in the dumps, um you we gotta get into this just a little briefly. Just a little briefly. Uh we well, I, I don't know what you were referring to. I was more so referring because I know you're you know, you're a Patriots fan. Um, and I know that they didn't give you the best of performances. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bill Belichick's name has been brought up, you know, for obvious reasons. They're not doing well. You know, we're talking about is this man going to retire? And then we also have Justin Jefferson, who's now out for the year. But we'll Jesus. we'll go ahead and we'll start off with Justin Jefferson because I know we needed some time to talk about your boy. Yeah, I ain't going to do that to you. Yeah, but Justin Jefferson's down with a hammy. Uh, he's obviously been put on IR uh, yeah. since his injury. Um, just real quickly, we ain't got to get too deep into what is that. What does this mean for the Minnesota Vikings, bro? Uh, the only quick things I can say on it is, man, it, in a hell of a spot because you didn't sign him long term. Yes, so that makes that a little weird. Great start, but great start, Wesley. Great job. But you gotta. I, like I said, I don't really know these dudes, man. So, and you know how I get it by what I'm trying to speak for them and stuff like that. But I don't know. He just seems like a competitor. So I feel like if he's feeling good after the sixth week, even though that's after the buy and stuff like that, and even if they got, even if they foreign something and, you know, that's it. I don't know. I just feel like he's still going to go out there and play because I don't know. He, when he a young, he's young. He is still in his coming up on his contract year. So. You know, if he's feeling good, I feel like he's going to play because one thing I had noticed in these games, you can tell in his face, like, man, he like tired of losing, but he want to win. So I feel like the competitor in him 
is going to let him play out. I still think he is going to play out. I do. Now, who's in his ear? Who's in his camp? You know, a lot of people are going to be talking about, hey, man, just sit out. But I think what really really is crucial that a lot of people need to pay attention to is the fact that Kirk Cousins didn't waive his trade calls and he coming back. Like, he, well, he wants to be back. You know, if he had said, I didn't want to be back, I definitely would say Justin Jefferson ain't. Hey, he's not playing. He's not playing. He like, man, I'm losing the quarterback. Sure, strategic. I'm losing a decent quarterback that I like playing with to a degree. Yeah, that's just that's it. But if Kirk Cousins is gonna finish out the year, maybe he's gonna ride it out with him. Like maybe, maybe so. So I, it's a hairy situation. Like I said, you, you didn't get a chance to get him signed long term, so that puts you in a hairy spot to be like, damn, we about to just let this guy sit out for a while. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I will say he's definitely is gonna not milk it, but I mean, because if it's if he can no iron for a hamstring strain, that that's a serious matter yeah. to a degree. But he is gonna be very cautious about really coming this thing back when y'all designate him to open it back up. So yeah. tough spot for the for the Vikings. I, I, I'm curious to see how it go. To me, I think he'll come back and play, but you know the analytics side of me really feel like yeah, he's probably just gonna sit out for the rest of the year. Hey, and I, I'm glad you started off like that because the signing or lack thereof, um, it, it has. I'm sure this has a lot to do. Yeah, injuries, yeah. injuries seem a lot far worse when you're when you're star players. Uh, you know, being a contract, yeah. yeah. Now they they fighting to make sure that they get paid because yeah. they've been p- producing for you and you didn't take the time to do your due diligence and get them signed beforehand. I personally think that the Vikings overplayed their hand. Um, quite frankly, thought they they were gonna get out, come out here, and you know get him to outperform once again on his rookie contract, and he was gonna be okay um, so that they can figure about. But they don't have that luxury now. Um, either you sign this brother now if you can, because I I'm I am not convinced that he wants to stay there. Um, there have been some comments he's made already that made that may suggest he's not he's not convinced on staying there, whether they keep Kirk Cousins or not. Because here's the deal: we are now in a day and age where wide receivers are getting paid premium dollar. Yeah, and he now has leverage like no other, no other, like no other. Well, you can mess around, and I'm sure he's going to you know, see that money talks, and I'm sure he likes the situation he's in over there. But Kirk Cousins ain't enough. I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins Kirk, is not enough. Kirk don't want that bag. Kirk, Kirk don't want a bag. Plus, on top of that, they, they're, they're in a very winnable division. And, I'm, and I know that the Lions are doing well right now. I mean, they're probably looking like they're set for you know victory here. But the NFC is pretty weak. And so... I'm not signing nowhere where, you know, oh, well, I got my money, so I'm good, and we sit here and trash. Like, nah, he, he got some leverage. Either you're going to get me a top-tier quarterback some way, somehow. Also, you're going to give me my money, and we all need to figure something out because I, I, can't, I can't be here wasting my prime years and we at the bottom of the barrel. Can't do that. So, I'm telling you right now, it's funny that the Chiefs are – are in the position that they're in right now because I know that they're going to be in a market and this this is very much giving uh, Randy Moss, Tom Brady vibes. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. This is man, giving. It's kind of fences, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm just saying, like, obviously the Chiefs certainly have missed Tyreek Hill and yeah. Eric Bieniemy now and 
whether because I think them winning the Super Bowl was probably a blessing and a curse because they it made them kind of overvalue their 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 schemes in their and the way that they've been winning games. But you ain't getting away with that no more. Teams teams locking in. So you gonna need to find T Higgins can probably be put in that as well. I, they're gonna need a receiver, and they're realizing it now. So he has a lot of leverage. He has a lot of leverage right now. I'm, I'm interested to see how that works. But um, in in other news, I, like I said, I I didn't want to spend too much time on that because he's injured. He's not playing. So we'll we'll come back to time on this. I know, I know, brother. But it, this is a legendary coach that we talking about, man. Quick, man. And we we listen. We make it as as short or as long as you want. But obviously, the Patriots are now in what feels like some sort of pur- purgatory, essentially, with Mac Jones. Yeah, man. And um, as as a Steelers fan, I'm obviously not a big fan of the Patriots, but I do like when Why they're competitive. Happy, huh? Oh, no. I'm not, actually. We, we are actually in a very similar boat here. We're actually in a very similar boat here. Yeah, but it's not good. But... Bill Belichick's name has been obviously thrown out as one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time. He's he's given plenty of runway to kind of you know create a team in his in his likeness and his image. Um, and in the past, when he had Tom Brady, that was that was okay. He got away with it. Got some Super Bowls out of it. Got some AFC championships about it. Um, but now we have this Mac Jones era, and it started off good. It started off well. Mac Jones' rookie year was showing some promise, but even then I can see it. You saw it. And it's now it's coming to fruition that this is just not you had said the term terrible marriage. This is looking like a terrible marriage, man. So um, obviously we're not talking about the Patriots and winning the division right now, but I did want to Hell ask no. you the question. Is this the end of Bill Belichick? And not just in New England. Is this the end of Bill Belichick in the NFL? Man, listen. I talked about this with the gang. With the gang, actually, who just started a podcast. Beers and Ball Podcast. My gang, oh! my gang out of uh, college, man. They started a podcast. Beers and Ball. Beers and Ball Podcast. Hey! Big plug for them. Same with plug. I like how you keep doing that, brother. We talking about the group chat, too. Where I was just like. You know, was it a little overreactionary? Maybe so. I said, man, get Bill ass and Mac Jones out of here. Man. You know, I, I just, I, mean, I just was over it because we lost to the Raiders, guys. But, you know, honestly, to the degree, yeah. And I say that because, you know, I, you know, I follow my due diligence of beat writers and stuff like that. You got to take certain stuff that they say with a grain of salt. But one thing I do know, and I've seen this a lot in a lot of beat writers, so I'm like, if it keeps coming up a lot, it had to be somebody in there to leak. It had to, something, there's some truth to it, some. Yeah. And one of the things that I saw was, you know, the whole Mac and Zap thing last year when they were interchanging out. Yep. Mac had a bad game, pull him in, put Zap in, yep. blah, blah, you know, that whole thing. That pissed Robert Kraft off because one, he spent the first round pick on this dude and Bill wasn't talking about it with nobody. And, mm. and so from a gene, mm. from an owner standpoint, you get mad you get mad at this kid, especially last year. Last year is one of the worst setups I've seen for your second year quarterback. Mm. You give the dude a special teams coach and a defensive coordinator the offensive coordinator job. And you say, mm. Here, we're gonna fit here. We're your new coaches. 
Let's let's get this thing going. What? What are we doing? What what? Every second year and third year quarterback, we always seen him give him a guru. We said you gave him two defensive dudes and a special team guy mm-hmm. against a team where you already didn't build offensively well at all. Like you just have, you just have it. Like I mean, I can vividly remember when we took the kill Harry, and I was like, bro, why do we do that? Like I, I just knew he wasn't a fit for what Tom Brady needed at the mm-hmm. time. So he had that. You know, Bill has just on the offensive side. You got to call it for what it is. Like he, you know, I I try to give it a grain of salt. Like ah, well, you know, it just didn't pan out or this or that. But when you really look at it, I man, he done whiffed like on a, a lot of, yeah. lot of he done whiffed on a lot of offensive talent, and then he done let offensive talent. But the the real kicker of it all is this Jacoby Myers thing. Yeah. You know, you bring in a dude uh. like Juju who don't even fit our offense. Mm. Who, who was not on a third tight end? For y'all. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't even. He's not terrible. Then on top of it, apparently he's injured as much as I. I didn't know he was battling that. Like that, I mean, he did a hell of a job keeping on the rats. But you got to know these things. If I'm signing to a three year same deal, I just gave another dude yeah. who was out there like balling. Like like, like Jacoby Myers is, is on a tear right now. He like man, I could I can just sit here and look like man. I couldn't even imagine what he would look like right now. Like we like, I feel like Mac mm. Jones. If he's doing well with Kendrick Bourne, man, I could only imagine what he could be doing with Jacoby Myers on the other end. And then the whole thing with we have a another young wide receiver who is just not just as good as Jacoby Myers, but he's on his way into Mario Douglas. The dude has a fumble in the Miami game. All of a sudden, he in the doghouse. You don't even play him like that no more. And it's like dog, we don't have the offensive skill set to be doing that. Yeah. We need those elite separators, those elite semi-route runners. You need those stop on a dime dudes. You need that in that offense right now. We don't have that. Yeah. And you out here playing, trying to keep it militant-minded, like, dog, this is <laughs> you get, this is a different era. This yeah. is a different era of ball. You could get away with all that treating stuff the way it was when Tom Brady and Teddy Bruschi and Rodney Harris and all these boys in the building because you had dominant dudes who was going to get you to win so you can kind of snake through and say, yeah, this is the Pats way. This is the Patriots yeah. way. Brother, I think times have changed. You know, mm. I can I can see the way he did his offensive set. And I'm going to get on Mac Jones a little bit because he also has played terrible. But it's still got to look at the ownership and the way Bill has set this team up. You know, he's treating it as he think he got a Tom Brady back there. Yeah. He's he's bringing in these weird, these mid-tier wide receiver threes, wide receiver four type of guys. Like, I love Devontae Parker. I think he's a good 50-50 ball player. But he has a lot of... Bad tendencies on the on the wide receiver side that you just you ain't gonna be able to produce on offense. You yeah. need other rape weapons if you get a Devontae Parker around. Yep, him. and we ain't doing that. You know. Yep. Bill Belichick literally is running it like how he did before. Like he's just thinking like, all right, Mac, elevate Juju Smith Schuster, elevate Devontae Parker for me, elevate Hunter Henry for who Hunter Henry's a good tight end, but he's telling him to take him to a whole new level. Yeah. And it's like, bro, this is, I understand. This is the first round tag that you got. I understand. I love the, the confidence that you probably have in Mac Jones, but that's not who Mac Jones is. Everybody knew that coming out. Like, Mac Jones is, like, if Mac Jones was in uh, San Francisco, oh my God. Because he is, I always said Mac Jones' ceiling is Kirk Cousins. That's who he is. Yeah. You give him the right things around him, he will win you the games you need to do. He will take care of his business. That's what he's going to do. You put him in San Francisco in a system like that. He's going to give you the perfect, because he's a great deep ball thrower. He's going to get those two. Yeah. He's a great, 
He got great touch on the ball. You give him those right shots and everything like that. But if you're going to have him run this offense where ain't nobody going to be able to get open, everybody's struggling to separate. And then on top of that, our offensive line is terrible because he did a terrible job of building that. You went and drafted two fourth, fifth round developmental offensive linemen when there was so much better talent in that third and even second round. I, I, I love the I love the Christian Gonzalez pick. Love that. It sucks that he got hurt. But we knew coming in that our offensive line. I knew coming in. I said, our offensive line is terrible. We need the second round. We, right, we got Christian Gonzalez. It's either got to be wide receiver or we got to be offensive line. Need some work. Kept going defense. That's like, bro, no. Then sixth round. Yeah, we got Demario Douglas, who I think is still in the sixth round. But even then, fifth round, you get a developmental tight end. It's like, bro. I mean, not a development time. We got a developmental offensive guard. And it's like, bro, we cannot be having no developmental offensive guard when our O-line is terrible. The year before, we get rid of Joe Thune, who is playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, highest paid offensive guard, a monster. He having one of his best years ever. Mm-hmm. I saw the stats. You went ahead and took a first-round left guard in the first round of 2021. Like, what are you doing? A dude that you could have got literally in the second, third round. They even said that. They said, yeah, he could have been out there. We, we went ahead and got him in the first round when you could have just went ahead and paid him. That's another issue with Bill. Yeah. Bill doesn't want to pay nobody. He, we, we just get them out of here and think we can just replace it all. It's like, dog, sometimes you got to go in and pay these dudes. Like, you went on a spending spending spree that one year in 2020. You got Judon to come. Yeah, you got Kendrick Bourne to come. But then you spend a boatload of money on John o. Smith. And it's like, bro. You could have gave that to something else. I, I, I love what John o. Smith is doing, but he's not no fourth highest paid tight end type of play. That's just not what it is. So, man, <laughs> it's so many things with Bill that he just, it's been head scratching, but it's all coming to fruition. Like, dog, right now, you're not doing a great job of how you built this team. You didn't, you're not, you didn't give a good line when you brought in Bill O'Brien, so yeah, his offense going to struggle a little bit. Yeah. O-line's terrible. Like I said, defensively, amazing. He's doing a great job at that. The one thing I'll say and the reason I know for a fact that he might not, might leave is because a lot of people have been saying, because a lot of people don't know, but he's the GM too. Yeah. Like, like he, yep. you know, clearly, you mean, you yep. know, he's the GM. Like He's also the GM of the Patriots. And I, I feel like at the end of the season, no matter where we at, Robert Kraft is going to be like, hey, it's either you focus on coaching, you become the head coach of the New England Patriots, or you go home. Yeah. And I feel like Bill ain't gonna want to do that. I feel like Bill wants to be a GM, and it's like, bro, you gotta, you gotta let it go. Yeah. But just let us get a GM and let those guys draft those dudes. Just let it roll like that. You just worry about putting your two cents in, or rather, be defensively handle your business on doing the management, doing clock management, getting us prepared. Yeah. We, I mean, we just look. All out of whack. We don't even look like a true Patriots team. We don't even look well coached. We don't even look. Mm. We don't even do in like a situational football. We look terrible. We look terrible. We are. We used to be one of the best situational football teams ever. We look terrible at it. Everything just looks opposite of Bill, and this is like the mismanagement of Mac, the mismanagement of the offense, and it's just like, bro, what are we doing? The mismanagement of how he did Tom Brady's last few years. Yeah. Just all of it. Yeah. And so, man, all yeah. that. Yeah, I think Bill Belichick might be gone. You know, and I think even Mac Jones is gone because even then, I mean, yeah, he just hasn't played well. He just, I don't know what's happened. I don't know, and I get it. The offense ain't set up well, but it's been some gimmies that was like, oh, okay, we we, we rolling. Raiders game. That pick he's through. It's terrible. Hunter Henry's wide open. He's just forcing it. Terrible. 
He, he always trying to do too much in certain games. That Saints game, he was doing too much. He tried to get the ball out while getting sacked. Bro, that's an interception every time. And so guess what it was? A pick six. Dallas, same thing. Throwing across his body. Pick six. And it's like, bro, what are you going? What happened? What happened first three weeks? Yeah. It's like he just got way over his head a little bit. Now I know you mentioned that first year and saying how he looked. You know, he had Josh McDaniels there. Yeah. You know, we had the Jacoby Myers. We had a little bit better weapons than Nelson Aguilar's to a degree, which is crazy to say, but Nelson Aguilar still is a good deep threat. And we have Josh McDaniels, who is still a really good offensive coordinator. Yeah. So he plays to the people's strengths. Plays to the boys' strengths. Bill O'Brien is trying to probably play to his strengths, but he don't have the old line to do it. And Mac is just playing way out of whack. It's just, mm-hmm. Once again, terrible marriage. So, yes. So I think Bill marriage. should be gone. Sadly, at the end of the year, I think it's time for us to either move on or, or he just needs to focus on being the head coach only. Wow. Don't GM nothing. Don't draft nothing. Just be the head coach. Put your two cents in on defensive draft picks and let the offensive side do what they got to do. Dang. That's tough, man. So that's my whole spiel. That's a that's, lot. That's a lot, man. But I, that's hey, how you deserve better. that. You deserve that, Rand. I, I know we've already given, yes. you know, we've already did a segment about how the Steelers are, and I'm sure we were not anticipating, you know, the Patriots looking like this. That's at least terrible. this at this point of the season. It's, it's ugly. Yeah, week six, and it's not looking good, it's man. Ugly. So... Hey, hey, listen, that's that's what we're here for, though, man. Right, give it right. give it a real. So, uh, before we get into, because uh, you know it's spooky season, man. It's spooktober. It's spooky season. Uh, we, we got some we got some ghouls and some, some what we call big dogs of the week here real quick. I, I did want to just give, who is, uh, well. Oh, you go ahead. You start. Who you got? Who your big dog of the week? As, well, as far as, okay, because I'm going to give you a play. I don't know if we was doing two or if we was playing. Uh, but I, I got to give a shout-out to Amon Ron St. Brown. Uh, I was originally going to do uh, C.D. Lamb, but I'm just – I'm not a fan of that Cowboys team. I mean, he did well. Uh, what did he have, like seven catches for a, a buck? What was it? I give it, I give it – and you know I ain't a fan of the young man. Yeah. That press guy. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I know. No, I'm not doing that. I but um, I, but I, I pivoted and figured I'd give it to Amon Ron St. Brown. That, that team won – First off, is just going insane right now. Uh, personally, they've, I'm saying this in all truthfulness, since about week four, I thought they were the best team in the NFC. They were a lot of grit. Huh? They, they are. <laughs> uh, shout out to Loom, man. A lot of grit. grit, man. But not, they, they just are. They, they play a lot more fluidly than it seems uh, like the yeah, it's just they play it very fluid. The defense is going crazy Man, right now for them, which a lot of people have, were not expecting. Not me. Um, they have, oddly enough, they have playmakers, but they no one ever really took them seriously because all they had was Amon Ron St. Brown, and now they got Jamison Williams back. Um, Sam Laporta has been a dog for them. Um, but I, like the I line. said, I, the, the line is very great. But I, I am giving my big dog of the week to Amon Ron St. Brown. That brother went absolutely insane. Coming off an injury, by the way. Yeah. Coming off an injury. Um, that man, can we can we just officially put him in top 10 wide receiver? I mean, I don't know where you want to put him in the tiers right now. But, to. I mean, he's he, right now, I, I would be hard-pressed to not say he's, he's not number seven. I'd be hard-pressed. He is. He has been as consistent as they come, I like it. I and like it. I'm serious, man. 
Um, especially oh, if we're going to give credit to people like Cooper Cup and them boys out here. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got to give credit to Amon Ross A. Brown, man. That that brother absolutely put on a show yeah. uh, for them. And uh, he just fits really well on that team. Um, he, had, he certainly had over 100 yards, but scored a tutty. Um, what do you have, 12 receptions? Was it 12? Let me, let me double check. I know he put up about 30 points in fantasy. Well, yeah, he certainly yeah, put yeah, up yeah, great yeah, fantasy yeah. points. But before I, 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 will, I will not lie to the fans here, thought he put up a buck. Uh, a buck yeah, of yards, right. and then he also had a tutty, if yeah. not two. 12 catches, 124 yards. There we go. There we go. Sheesh. That, I mean, the brother was balling. I'm sorry. Sheesh. I'm putting him in. Sheesh. The, the, the conversation begins now. He is Sheesh. in the top 10 for me, and he is, Sheesh. in my opinion, he's top seven. He's top seven mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Top seven. But that that's easy for me. Best player on the best team in the NFC. Why you, why Who you, you got? Brother? Man, uh, say uh, you know I was gonna go player here, but I'm just gonna go to team as a whole. Yeah, talk to me. Big dog, big dog team of the week. I've been impressed with. Shout out to Texans. The Houston Texans is they beat my Steelers, so I ain't really fooling them. But they are. I know they are. I know. Give me credit once again. Won't get won't get to a lot, but I know the Texans are sleeping well at night to say I got the head coach and I got the quarterback. You did quarterback. C.J. Stroud, man, is, I mean, one of the best releases I've seen. His touch, his oh, poise. Beautiful. Hey, he is beautiful. Oh, man, that whole team is a whole well-coached, and, and they're young. Nico Collins, who I've been a fan of for a while, in his third year, breaking out, looking yep. like that legit number one. They got Tank Dale. They got Dalton Schultz, which yeah, I told man. people, that's a, that's a sneaky pickle when they got Dalton Schultz. And look at him, thriving. They O line. That's what's crazy. This team on offense is doing it with a hurt O line. Yeah. So I, I got, I, I got, yeah. I got to do my due diligence on the offensive coordinator. But he is cooking, and they haven't even got the run game going yet. They, they and Pierce ain't even broke out yet. So when they get going, oh, and then the defense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the defense. And man, listen, I mean that Jimmy Ward signing was really good. Hey, that they just. Texans, man, they, they did what they needed to do. And yes, the Saints did blow a couple of things, but the Texans still handled business the way they had. Yes, they and did. So, you know, they go into the bye week smiling hard, saying yes. we, got, we got everything we needed. We got the coach. We got the QB. The defense is playing. I mean, that's a well-coached defense. And you can see why D'Amico Ryans is the top D coordinator in the, in the league. You can see why. You can see why he's a top head coach, too. The dudes play hard. Like, the Texans aren't just seeing like a – they're not a <clears throat> gimme win no more. You can see – Week in, week out. They play hard, man. They, they come with it. So, shout hey, out to Texas. I just, uh, before before we get into this, because I, I know we got a really good, um, we got a really good uh, final segment coming up here. Um, I, I know we talked about this coming into our new season of the podcast. We was talking about that whole DeAndre Hopkins deal, which is right now biting them in the ass right now. I'm, I'm just being it's honest. I, I told him that was a terrible, terrible decision. Tough out there, uh, but I I vividly remember we said they thought they thought that maybe there was a wide receiver. The Tennessee thought, Titans thought they was a wide receiver away from you know obviously being a contender. It was not that was never the case. Uh, the Jaguars are playing really well, and we both sat here and said, "Do not sleep on the Colts, and do not sleep on them damn Texans." Once they got the Miko, I was like, "Yes." And what is happening right now? It looks like the Texans. 
may mess around if they continue to stay healthy because obviously now the Colts are not. Might mess around and vie for that number one spot in the division, but it's certainly good enough to be second in that division. Less. Keep winning like that, and we're gonna find out. Yeah. We, 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 we sat there and told the people. We sat there and told people. That's why I hated that pickup of DeAndre Hopkins so bad, and I do not feel bad for him. It was a terrible decision. I feel bad. It was a terrible decision. Yeah. They were not a wide receiver away yeah, from being competitive in that daggone conference. Damn. But nonetheless, um, outside of spooktober, season. it is it is very spooktober season. Um, and RIP to them Tennessee Titans, by the way, because they're they're just dead in the water. They're they're, dead. they're not going they're nowhere. Um, uh, we we outside of the fact that we we enjoy spooky season, man. We obviously we have the haunted house, man. We, we will go to another one. Uh, shout out to Land of Illusions for traumatizing us uh, in our drunken selves. Oh, uh, that was just. A- but uh, but yeah, it's it's spooky season. But we we're gonna do this with a little bit of a twist. Um, our last, we got some really good feedback from our um, our last guest that we had, and uh, it sounds like people really appreciated uh, just some of the outside of the inside of sports, just inside of just like the male mind and um, ego, I guess to a degree. Um, and and we certainly have some stuff that we wanted to talk about, but I wanted to say this because um, I mentor a group of young men, and I remember. One of the things that I said um, in the beginning of, of our first sessions, and typically every year, is I say I give them a space that they have the opportunity to fail. And what do I mean by that? I mean, a lot of times, young black men specifically, like we get put out into the world and we grow up like thinking that we got to like do everything right. Um, we have to make sure we have this uh, level of resiliency that is like completely unreasonable now that I think about it. Um, we also got to make sure that we stay financially adept and we got to make sure we stay uh, physically fit to protect. And we got all these things and I feel like we never have gotten the space um, to fail. Um, and it, you guys are wondering like, well, what does that have to do with spooky season? Um, I say that to say we have our own fears, man. We have our own fields, and I, I, I personally will um, admit that feeling failure was one of my biggest fears growing up. Um, but I know there's some other fears, fears that we've dealt with, yeah. um, and specifically come from two black men. I just want to really kind of talk about that. So, um, what, what were some fears that you kind of grew up with, um, and they can be as outlandish or as subtle as you want, but what was one fear that you kind of grew up with that you never really thought was a fear until you got older and was like, man, I never really, I never really kind of did some introspection about myself to realize that I've been dealing with this fear for quite some time. Fear that had me growing up. Mm. When I would be around, man, and I, I'm good now. But when I first started, I mean, I, I could tell when I got to uh, college, it definitely was a definitely a barn burner one. Fear, the fear of feeling like I ain't belong around, like when I was around like wow. white people and stuff yeah. like that. Feel to feel like I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't. I feel like I was not good enough to be in that space or anything like that. When I first started, like when I got, especially when I transferred to college, I was like, yeah. Then you be in the classroom, you start questioning yourself, like, am I, am 
I smart enough to be in here? Or, yeah. You know, people think I am smart enough or stuff like that. You know, and then even when I, you know, I started working on, you know, my jobs and stuff when I first got out of college. Like, you know, I get in the room with other coaches and stuff and majority of them be Caucasian and stuff like that. And I start questioning myself, like, man, like, what if I say something crazy or if I say, or if I say something wrong and everybody just think like, oh, okay, yeah, this... This dude don't know what he's talking about. Of course, yep. he told the black guy don't know what he's talking about. I just start thinking of those things. Like, man, I don't think I belong in here, this or that. Or, you know, like I said, just being around different color. But, you know, if I be around other black coaches and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We all highly intelligent young black men. Yeah. Then you get in there, you just start questioning yourself. Like, am I, am I good enough to be in here? And I don't, I hated that. Like, I used to hate that. Like, I'm like, you know, I finally probably got over that going into, like, my third year of my job where I was just like, yeah, hell yeah, you belong. Like, no matter who you, what you are. Like, if anything, like you should be proud that you, you know, you in here in this same room because, uh, you, you know, you proving everybody in here wrong because it probably, yeah. it probably is. It probably is. Yeah. I don't think it is. You know, I, I, maybe it wasn't, but you never know. It might be somebody that thing. Man, there's no way this, you know, this brother know what he's talking about. And this boom, they hear me speaking. And like, yeah, this brother got it down pat. Like, I need to get like him. Like, yep. This or that. And, you know, it's. Yep. You know, but I, I think that, and I think a lot of, you know, young African-American men, especially, you know, certain professions and things like that. Like, I know some interns and stuff that I had that were African-American. They 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 said the same thing. Like, man, you don't get nervous when you're in this room. Are you, you know, you speaking to this group? Are you speaking at this occasion? And I'm like, I do, but it, like I said, it motivates me more and more because, you know, I hear stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, you... you 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 feel good about how you how you going how you know what you might be representing you know what you represent you feel good about the the small percentage that you actually showing like yeah no like you know African American coaches ain't ain't just this we ain't just that we ain't the you know in my field I'm speaking in my field we ain't just the rah rah we ain't just the the fun people you know we're highly intelligent just like the the next group of of you know Caucasian men that you see coming see coming through there like we just on that level and probably even better but yeah. you know. Sadly, sometimes people just think like, oh, okay, we see that brother in there, yeah, he probably just the the the, the laughy, the funny guy. It's like, nah, dog, that's actually a doctor that you're looking at yeah. over there. He got his doctors over there, or he got, you know, he got this certification or that certification, you know. And you know, sometimes I I probably have, I think I've read it to a couple of times when I've been at certain conferences where people hear what I've done, and at, especially when I first got started and I was at a young age, and they'd be like, man, what? Are you 26, 27? You know. I can tell, like, oh, okay, they probably surprised because oh, it's, it's a brother doing that. And, you know, it, it, it definitely was tough to make that transition. Not make the transition, but kind of keep getting over that hump a little bit. But, you know, you just got to keep reminding yourself, you know, who you are, what you're about. Keep reminding yourself of the work and the process that, you, that you've done, you know, and, and keep reminding yourself of the fight yeah. that you're going through. That Not yeah. the fight, but the, the reasoning why. You yeah. know, I want to keep showing your other young African-American kids that, you know, hey, yes, you can go be dominant in this. You can go be exactly this and that. You you hell yeah, you belong. Hell yeah, you belong right in this room. You you belong right next to this person. You belong right next to this CEO yes, or this or that. You belong next to this, you know, in my field, the director, the 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 A D, you know, yeah, maybe maybe that maybe yes, that sir. Caucasian man knows this and that and maybe he has this and that to his name, but that don't mean nothing to you because he ain't worked like you like you have. You know, and, and that's what you got to keep reminding yourself. But that's definitely one of my biggest fears when I grew up. Um, even when I would step out of North College Chill and I would probably be at um, other different, like, little award ceremonies and stuff. And you see all these different kids pacing and this and that. And I'm just like, bro, there's no way. But then once again, you remind yourself, no, you got invited here too. Yeah. 
So yep. clearly, you right here with him. You, yep. you right there with him. Indeed. You right there Indeed. with him, man. Yes, sir. And so I definitely tell yes, him, you know, young young black kid and young African-American kid, man, just, just keep on, keep reminding yourself. Yep. Keep letting yourself know that, you know, that, that you have that quiet confidence in yourself. Yep. You know, you don't have to be arrogant, but have that quiet confidence. Like when you step into the room, you're the baddest thing in there. Yep. You know, you, you're the strongest thing in there. Ain't nobody... Don't don't worry about comparing yourself. Just know that you did the work. Analyze and, and like, man, I put the process in. Ain't nobody worked like me. When you yeah. tell yourself that, you start you to realize that, that yeah, 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 that you, you earn that way more than that. But that's 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 mine. Yeah, nah, that's, that's a good one, man. I I I have a follow up question to that. Um, but I will say, certainly from one of my fears, and um, I like I said, I mean, we in the locker room, and I'll, I'll be transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, fear of losing a loved one, man. I'm I'm gonna be honest, man. I know we've both had our struggles, and I know you have um, a story as well. Um, and I, obviously, you you can share your own story on that. I, I definitely won't feel um, inappropriate to talk on your behalf, but um, but yeah, I mean, we both you know have lost some loved ones, and when I, I'll say, because I want to say I was around 13 uh, when I lost my great grandfather. Um, and I know, like, when I said the story, and now that I look back on it, I can understand why people were like, well, he was old. He was like, you know, his time had come. But nobody ever had sat there and looked at, like, from my perspective, what I had witnessed. Um, and what I mean was I essentially was there, you know, and I watched him take his last breath. And that moment, to me, kind of really put life into perspective at a very young age, like, very young age, right? Like... You know, when you watch that happen to a person and you literally are now literally counting your own breaths every single day, it it does, it changes the way uh, you kind of operate, right? Like, um, I, I, was, I will admit early on when I was going through that, like, there was a lot of depression that came with that. Um, there was a lot of acting out that came with that because I felt like, you know, there was a lot of misunderstanding um, I'd never felt like anybody fully heard, like, you know, what I was dealing with. They were just kind of really trying there to console me, which I appreciate. Uh, but I obviously didn't realize, like, there was more, obviously, so long that I'm blessed to keep living. I'm going to continue to see stuff like that in my lifetime. Um, but I will say that, you know, we've we've had, um, you know, RIP to people like E. Howe. Um, Big Ant, um, Vince, for sure. Like we've we've watched, uh, you know, some of our peers, like you know, go very early, um, and it really got me to thinking about just like you know, what is what is my reputation now? Not that I'm here to do stuff to appeal to other people, mm-hmm. um, but obviously, like any and you can you know you could be here today and gone you know, by a second tomorrow, right? It, it, it just really don't know. But it's like, am I giving my all at every moment that I possibly can? Yeah. And at that point, I think it is, that's kind of, that is kind of where I have transformed and I have matured as a man as I've grown up. Because originally, like if you, you know, you'd see stuff like that as a kid, like you just kind of like, oh, well, what, what does, like, why does life even matter if stuff like this can happen at any point? Like, what am I living for? And I had to realize that, like, you know, the living experience itself is an enigma. Like, we don't know how we get here. We certainly don't know what happens when we leave, right? And so we are literally, like, experiencing life 
in the now, every single moment, like every single moment. And it's like, to me, I don't feel like we give that the gratitude that it, that it properly deserves. Um, a lot of the times we are just like so enthralled with, oh, well, I need to make money because money rules everything around me. And it's like, no, money actually is the least of your worries if you actually live in life the way that you should be living life. Um, and I think that that's the part that I have, I've taken from that fear um, in my life. I'll, I'll say, like I said, I'll yeah. speak personally. From my life, I've taken that personally. Like, I go out, I, I, I've said this before, man. We've both had um, instances in our lives now where we were, you know, as adults, we are looking to, you know, make sure that we're doing work that's not just like giving us, you know, making sure that we are financially okay, but also doing meaningful work. And I, I vividly remember, I was like, bro, I was sitting there um, working in a council member's office at the time. Cause I thought I really wanted to do PR, right? And I remember that we were we were doing a it was a um, it was a pedestrian safety project over there at Rockdale. Um, the same time I was doing like a little mentorship program over there. Uh, shout out to Miss Finney, by the way. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. uh, she's a principal over there at Rockdale, um, and she asked me to come do a mentorship program uh, with some of her elementary kids and or young men. And I was just like. I'm doing this virtually for free right now. And I would do this every day, twice on Sunday. And it literally, right after uh, I, you know, um, say it was conceived, and I think it was like a few months right before she was born, I was like, I, I don't want to be here no more. Like, not for the sake of the job. It's just, this, that's not what my life is calling me to do right now. Like, if I were to die tomorrow working that job, I, I can assure you that I would be looking at myself in my deathbed saying that there was so much more opportunity for you to do so much more um, in an area that I feel comfortable in, which is operating around kids and operating as a, a figure or a role model, or whatever, around kids who unfortunately continue. I, f I feel like personally continue to get the back burner in today's society. Like we give them so much stuff to kind of make them like compliant and like Make sure that they are like, um, you know, um, you know, just appeased to and so that they're not causing commotion. We give them all this technology to keep them engaged. And nobody feels like takes the time to like really speak to them directly to understand them as people. Like we look at kids as kids, which is odd enough to me. And I'm like, nah, man, I, I, I am. I'm not doing that. And I literally quit my job. I left my job to to get back into education and, you know, right now, I feel like I'm in a space right now where if I were to die and I were to, you know, leave this earth, I, I would be perfectly at peace knowing that I'm, you know, putting my life towards not just my family, but also to some young men out there that I that personally may have needed me before. And I just never thought I, you know, thought it was the right time. And But it's always the right time. You feel me? So um, that's 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 one of my fears. And, and I like I said, I, all fears can kind of make or break you but um I, I certainly feel like it's you know made me but uh to to your fear man i did want to ask you like real quickly like where do you think that stemmed from as was it as a child like was it something that you experienced in high school like where'd you where'd you experience that fear initially and how did that develop over time man. you know i don't you know there'd be some things i really 
I really don't know. Like, it's some things that I really just be so confused. Like, man, why, why, why do I act like that? But then it's some things I know, like, oh, okay. And I probably, and like you had attest to, when you were saying, like, oh, okay, you don't want to speak to my sports, my story, and stuff like that. Yeah. People that don't know, I did lose my mother at a young age. Nine years old. Mm-hmm. I was at nine. I was nine years old. And, uh, you know, I went and I was a little bit more. Everybody always be like, man, what's like, you know, when they see me now, like, man, you, you talk and do this and that. And, Especially people hear like what I've done at work and stuff like that. Like, man, you, you coach, you, you know, you you yell and do this and that. And I'm like, I always kind of been like that. I mean, yeah, I'm a reserved dude to a degree, but I, but when I'm in my element, my space around people I'm comfortable with, I'm all I'm all open. I'm, yeah. I'm open. I don't really care. None of that. You ain't lying about that, man. Yeah, like, I, don't, I don't care. I don't anything about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when I lost her, you know, that, that was like my. That was my homie, like, you know, that was like my, that was my best friend, yeah. my everything. Yeah. And uh, even though, I mean, you said nine years old, like, yeah, like, we was like that because, you know, I don't want to get to everything else, but it was just me and my mom for a little while until she met my stepfather, you know, who I call my father now. But, uh, no, that was just, that was, that was it. That was everything. Like, we just together all the time. Even, like, I'd be at home sick. You know, my mom worked from home a lot. I'd be right there with her. And, you know, she'd be right there the whole time, you know. You lose her, and that's like... You know, that's your, you know, a lot of people always be like, man, you lost your, lost your mom. I couldn't even imagine. I'm like, I know it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. I was like, you know, you lose your best friend out of nowhere at a young age and yeah. everything like that. And even to this day, like, I remember the whole day, see the whole day in my head and stuff like that. And maybe that's where it stemmed from to a degree. Cause I feel like I, I, I had blamed myself for a young baby as a young kid because, you know, my mom had some things like some illnesses and stuff when I was young and I was... In a way, I kind of had to grow up quick because I was like helping take care of her and stuff like that. And you know, you see her go away, you like, dang, like what did I do as a young kid? You asking yourself those questions, like, man, what did I do wrong and stuff like that. And so, boom, I just checked out. Like I just, I was checked. I wouldn't say nothing. My dad was confused. I wouldn't talk or anything like that. And then, you know, that's when people would meet me, like, oh, he's just a quiet dude. He don't really say nothing. And, you know, maybe that's where, it, maybe all on top of me just being to myself and everything, maybe that's where it stemmed from because I just started questioning everything because I was like, dang, I couldn't take care of my best friend, of my of my mom. Like like I said, at nine, it's like, bro, you go through so much at nine. What, you know, why do you think you belong now? Like, why do you think, you know, something good is supposed to come to yeah. you now because of this happening? Like, that was, that was... That was tough. Like, that, that was that was tough, and I had a lot of you know. It's, it's crazy even now. Like I see like certain things that I kind of do mentally. I'm like, bro, why are you thinking like that? Like you good? Like you all right? Like you doing fine? Like, I used to struggle with that. That's why I didn't want to play sports when I was young mm-hmm. up until high school until I got to meet all of y'all because mm-hmm. y'all helped build back my confidence. Be like, oh, okay, because I was just so worried that if I mess up. Everybody gonna hate me and everybody not gonna like me and I'm just like man like you know all the negative things that I had kind of faced when I lost my mom I kind of let that fuel that and I was like nah dog that ain't that ain't how it go like you just kind of you gotta gotta let it go like it is what it is like you know what you just gotta use everything that you have when you was young and even though your mom ain't here she wants you to do these things like yeah. you know yeah I question yeah. everything yeah I didn't understand everything like yeah. Why is she? Why is she gone? You know why? Why did I stay around? You know why is this happening? Why this happened to my dad? Are he just better and everything like that? But you know when you see things now, especially as I got older, like you know as you said when you lost your grandpa, that made you grow up. That made me grow up too. And I analyzed things so much harder when I was like right around like middle school. That's when I really started analyzing stuff. Like all right, 
you know, why is this happening? How's this happening? Yeah. Appreciating life way more. And that's crazy thinking as an eighth grader, I was like as an eighth grader like that, like, I can't even remember the day where it like truly flipped for me, like, all right, dog, you better get into high school, like just live and work your behind and all that's why everybody be like, dang, but why you go 110 at stuff? And it's like that's that's wild. Like, cause I feel like, you know, I for me, I would just be I'd be disappointed in myself if I did go the next day and then you know, I'll be like, damn, did I give 110 that day? That's why I be hard on myself. Like, David asked me, like, damn, why are you so hard on yourself? Because of those those little moments right there, I just think about, man, what my mom would say if I, you know, if I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right. Why didn't I, why didn't I give 110% there? Why didn't I give my all in that moment? Why am I not living in the life that I was able to just experience? Like, that's what she wanted me to do. So why am I not living like that? And, you know, all, all those things probably, I think, played a little part in it and, Day in and day out, it, it sometimes it get a little tough to a degree, but you know, I I feel like I did a great job just being when I was in my you know being up to myself for a little bit. Did a great job of just kind of like working myself through it, reading a lot. You know, my dad did a tremendous job just helping me out. You know, that's why I always people be like, man, people just be so surprised that you know they call me, like I'll be like really they like, into my stepfather. I'm like, dog, he really did hell of a job as my father. Like, he yeah. did a hell of a job with it to help me. Get yeah. through those things and, and even watching him get through it. Like just watching him every day still wake up, take care of me, do this and that with that same smile on his face. That that motivated me too. And I was like, he can do it at the time that he did it. I know, I know I can. I know I can. And so it helped me just evolve into myself. And you know, that's how I was able to find the job that I, I, I like doing because I wanted to give back, and you know, cause I know. You know, I know how I was as a college athlete, as an athlete in college. In, in college, I wanted to help these kids out academically, to help them understand and see their true selves. Because I don't want nobody to experience that. You know, I didn't want nobody to just have that self doubt. I hate, hate seeing kids that have self doubt and they self because I was that kid, with that had a lot of talent. I didn't have a lot of talent. I don't think I did, but I know I had a lot of self doubt myself, and I know that kind of played a part in my younger time. But once I got over that hump. You know, just life felt a little bit smoother, a little bit. But even then, I get a little, I get a little worried when I hear those self doubt things in my head. Like I get it when I go on trips and stuff like that. Like I know when trips is coming up, I had that little moment like, oh, something bad about to happen. I'm like, bro, why? Ain't nothing bad about to happen. You good? About be a good time, you know. And then I just go back and I just think about, man, your mom watching over you, God watching over you. You good? Like you good? Just keep it rolling, big dog. You you'll be just fine. Then boom. It's gone. So it, it's gotten so much better now as I got older. That's the big story, probably where it all stemmed from and everything like that. But you know, all you can all you can keep doing is just keep it optimistic. Stay optimistic, stay positive, and constantly keep reminding yourself of, you know, why you're here. Enjoy it. Um, you know, try to just make life really for what it is. And like you said, do what you love doing. You know, we we talked about that earlier when I was talking about making my transition in my job and same thing there with the money and everything like that. Like I got into a phase where I was worried about that. I was like, man, because yeah, because of I guess who I am. I like to help people. I want I want to get the money so I can help people. So I can put my dad. Like you know when you said that buying that car, I always thought about buying my house. Hell yeah, I want to buy my dad that car because I know my mom would be pumped up if yeah. I did that. Hell yeah, my if I bought my dad a new house or I bought dad this or that or even if I was take you and all the people around me that I love just out somewhere. Like I want to do that, but. You know, first I need to worry about doing what I love doing first, yes, and then trust that's that. Trust that you know the people that's watching over us yep. is gonna 
gonna take care of us from there. Like exactly. everything else is everything else to take care of itself. And I'm and I'm finally realizing that now. It's just like everything else is gonna take care of itself. Yeah. It's gonna take care of itself. You just worry about making the people that you lost proud as you can be. Live life hard as you can be, because that's what they would want you to do. And you just keep this you just keep this wheel turning, man. It's gonna it's gonna play out well. I know it's tough though in this day, especially in this day in life. You know, I know it's tough, but if you just keep on just keep reminding yourself and keep praying and um, meditating has been huge for me as I nice. as I've definitely gotten older for that for sure. If people don't never thought about it, definitely thinking of the meditating, you know. I know it's crazy to think if you're just sitting in a space and not listening to nothing, but you'd be surprised how helpful that really is when you just Letting your thoughts run wild, you be able to shut those negative yeah. things off, and that's that's aided into me a lot. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing there for that one. I I, I mean I I I've seen nothing in this life is without purpose, bro. And I the more you talk, I'm like I I realize why we are best of friends, bro. Um, our mindset is you know has probably brought us together since obviously man. junior high, man. But um, I. I got to appreciate you for saying that because, um, you know, one thing that I certainly, you know, have learned um, the more you talk is that we never, I think the biggest fear that I had of losing loved ones um, was that obviously that I always thought like, oh, well, since I can't communicate with them anymore, you know, they'll be forgotten or I'll be forgotten by the time I'm gone or whatever. Um, and I realized that life is so like complex um, since then that. I feel like we take memories for granted um, often. Yeah. I think we take memories yeah. for granted because I'm like, the reality is, is that whether you view it as trauma or something that you absolutely love, those impressions stick with you forever. And mm -hmm. that is actually part of your story. Part of your story is part of life. Like, quite frankly, I'm like, everything has a transition to it, right? Like we grow. I, I was telling Jazz this early. I was like, it's really crazy to think that you can as living organisms especially like like you know as we're living lives we grow without even seeing our growth like literally physically That's like you don't see yourself growing when you're sleeping you may be growing throughout the day you don't see it right like life is literally ever transitioning and you are just watching it unfold and so much is going on around you that's why focus is such a powerful thing because like if you focus on something you watch that develop before your eyes more than anything um and you have like you know your own personal impressions on things that you focus on but it's just like memories are so valuable in a person's growth it is ridiculous and it's like to think that just because the person is gone that i no longer can just because i can no longer physically touch them or physically interact with them that 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 person um, themselves is no longer existed to be is farthest thing from the truth, man. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the deepest thing that we go through as humans that I, I just personally hope that more people pay attention to is your dreams. Like, pay attention to them. Like, I, I, I seriously say that with everything in my body. Like, mm -hmm. just pay attention to what is your mind thinking about it. And they, I feel like dreams are just as real as your physical experience in this life, right? No matter how wild you can... Like, I remember some of my dreams. I oh, remember yeah, some absolutely. of them. And it really, it really touches to your more inner... I, I, I want to say spiritual aspect, but just who you are, like, as an essence, bro. Like, 
what what are some things that you are experiencing in your dream that you are like, oh man, like, dang, that was crazy, but I felt that. Like, have you paid attention to stuff like that? Because I want to, I, I really want people to understand that that is that is your life unfolding in two different dimensions essentially. And if your life is literally comparable to your dreams, you are on a phenomenal track. You are on a phenomenal track. I, I, I don't want people to take that for granted. Like, I know I, like, I've seen plenty of times I've been seeing Ant in my dreams, and I don't know why. Like, Big Ant was, was one of our homies for real. Big one of big homies for real. I've seen my niece several times, man. Like, and I know like the, the work that I literally do is to honor her. It's because of the fact that what she went through and before she passed away at the age of three, like I know what I do is literally to honor her. Like that that was her purpose, at least in my life, personally. And everybody is experiencing life differently, but I know her purpose in my life was so that I can understand that these children need help. These children need help for real. Um, and so as I just I want people to understand, like, like give Give your memories and your thoughts the respect that they deserve, man. Like, they are living with you. They are living with you. I think a lot of times when people talk about, like, God and, and you know, we talk about all these um, external, these extraterrestrial beings and that influence our lives. Like, remember that at the end of the day, that, that person that is being spoken to is you. And you are the centerpiece of it all. You are the centerpiece of it all. And whatever things are influencing you... That is that is you in your life saying, all right, these are the things that I agree with. Like you, you really do have to really just like start paying more respects. Because um, like I said, I mean, you you learn that at a very young age of nine, right? Yeah. Learned it at thirteen. Like you're never too young to learn the the purpose of life. Yeah. You are never too young to learn the purpose of life, man. You can learn it as young as nine to as old as ninety nine. It don't matter. You will figure it out eventually, but. Continue to appreciate and love life in the process, man. But um, I, 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 I don't really have much more to say on that because I know we was over here coming up on time. But you, you got anything else you wanted to say on that, brother? Uh, no, that's a that's, that hit everything right there as, as it is. Like, I mean, you said it, you said it beautiful. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's as perfect as it as I can probably put it, man. Just enjoy life. Um, just don't. You know, I guess the only other thing I could say is is whenever those do, those moments do happen, and that another thing I'm trying to work on too is don't ever just start blaming life and getting down mm -hmm. on life and yep. saying, "Dang, why is all this happening? Why is this happening? Why?" You know, coming from a dude that used to do all that, like it could be the smallest thing. And, you know, that that happened too after everything with my mom too. Is it could be something small. My phone could. You know, I'm getting ready to do something. My phone could die. And I'm like, dang, man, why is it always happening to me? And it's like, you know, it's always something bad happening to me. And it's like, bro, no, it's not. Like, yeah. yeah. One, you just got to understand it's life. And at the end of the day, you know, take every lesson, you know, with a grain of salt and try to take every lesson and every moment that happens and and try to, like, look into look inward to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, I, I've always tried to. You know, it was a few years where I did question it, and then after that, as I got older, you know, you know, I, I sucks that yeah, it happened to my mom and everything like that. But you know, sadly, maybe you know, I don't know how it would have been. Maybe, maybe this this had it had to go this way to yeah. a degree. You know, you know, it had to, it made me who I am. It made me, um, 
appreciate things even more as I got older. It um, you know, it's made me really live for her the way I need to. I was gonna live for her anyways, even if she was here. Right. But you know, it made me live even harder. Maybe even focus even harder. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I probably wouldn't have worked as hard as I would have been. And she was, who know? I don't know. We don't know. But I know now. I know how hard I work. Yes, you know, sir. ever since it happened, I I give it everything I got. I treat people with respect. You know, I treat people. I try to treat people with genuine love and kindness and everything like that. I try to be genuine with people because of everything that kind of happened. But don't ever take every moment, rather, you know, if you end up losing your job or you you end up broke or you in a moment where you are financial hardships and you just like, man, what is going on? Why is this happening? analyze the situation to a degree and just try to figure out what can you do to get it. like what can you do to make it better and slow yourself down don't just think like you know this is it woe is me i'm done i'm checked out no you, you can never check out because this moment actually might be the the the, the turntable of it all yes, it sir. might be the it Indeed. might be it might be your 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 your, your awakening it might be your transitioning into that to that next moment to where it's going to get you to where it be it, it, it might be but it might not be. It might just be the next step. Like, oh, well, now I'm about to be broke. Now I done lost this and that. It's just a transition, but you got to keep pushing. I I know, I know, I know it's tough. I, man, I know it's tough. But if you just keep pushing and you keep, you keep your head down and you just keep staying positive and you just keep looking inward, just keep looking in and seeing the, the lessons that it's teaching you and take some good out of it, what it's teaching you. Like I said, my moments taught me how to appreciate life. Your moment taught you how to appreciate life yeah. and find your calling. You might look in and say like, dang, maybe this is what I need to go do then. Maybe maybe since I don't have this job right now, maybe I can go do something to some community service or I may yes. I can use this free, sign, free time to go do this and that. Like, you know, I, I didn't yes. realize that stuff. I looked at, I know I was in a moment where I thought my free time would be the time to chill. But now I'm looking at certain more freer moments like, oh, well, maybe this is my time to go get this. Maybe it's my time to get this certification or Maybe my time is to go talk to this family member. I got time to go spend more time with this family member or hang out with the people I love and stuff like that a little bit yes, more. Sir. Like it's always it's always some good in a moment into it. And then boy, you get transitioned to a moment kind of like this. Yeah. So Hey, so. just so what y'all know, man. We we've been at this thing for I mean, shoot, we obviously pushing on thirty. Um <laughs> but I, I don't think we look it and yeah. that just is a testament, man. Like you be living in such jubilee for, you know, especially as like friends or whatever. We we sat here and like I said, known each other since what junior high, junior right? High, yeah. Um and just, you know, it's been on the up and up, just like as friends, just as brothers, um, confidants, I mean whatever you whatever you want to call it, man. Like I, I this is this is the reason why we made the podcast, man. Yeah. It's literally the reason why we made this podcast. So, uh, I, I love that episode, Beasley. Yeah, I love that episode, absolutely. man. Uh, we back at it. Got a special guest coming up. We do special we guest. Do. We gonna we gonna we gonna keep turning away. We go. We gonna keep turning away. Uh, we, we had one. We, we had one, and and he'll be back. Uh, it's back at it. But um, but yeah, we got a special guest for the next one. Certainly had to get y'all some content. Uh, prior to that so please make sure that y'all share this if y'all feel like this could be a blessing to somebody else as well go ahead share that mug man we man, we, we speak 100%. this up for the people uh but yeah y'all know the vibes man uh go ahead and follow us IG, tell it to him uh, man 
Mouth. Little space. Oh, not the uh, Mizzle Smizzle. Uh, uh, who was the other one? Uh, Urban Chat. What's that? that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Urban Chat. Ew. Ew. Twisted Mingle. Hey, not Christian Mingle. Nah, man. So spread the word, man. Yes, sir. Just keep showing support, man. We're going to keep trying to deliver y'all with that good yes, news sir. and that good word. Yes, sir. So, y'all know the vibes, man. Uh, y'all know where to check us out. Um, last but not least, y'all go ahead and listen to this on whatever podcast platform y'all listening to. Go ahead. Give us whatever star we feel like we deserve, man. Uh, if, we, if we ain't really, you ain't feeling our content, we'll take the one star. Uh, if you halfway feel it, we'll just take the three stars. Just, 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 just give us a star. Let us know how we doing, man. Let us know if we can improve this thing. Because um, we obviously, we, we not we not no stranger. We ain't afraid to fail. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. We got to keep improving. So, uh, with that being said, uh, we're looking forward to our next episode. Like I said, y'all stay tuned for the special uh, guests. But other than that, uh, I'm your man, Mose. And this is another episode of Inside the Locker Room.